Welcome to another episode of Bengals and Brews. I am Dell Altman, joined by Ghost Travis, joined by The Orange Arrow. We are going to have a couple special guests tonight, one of them being Mr. Shane Graham. When he gives me the thumbs up, we will slide him in. This is his second time coming back on the show. Excited to have him. Tra- Travis, what? You, you were late. You didn't make it. I, I realized <laughs> when we started, I missed one of the main components in me coming in again with Shane. So I ran. Yeah, you're out of breath. This he, is the whole thing. He ran thing for right the ca- 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 right? through my whole fucking house. Ca- ca- du- or whatever. There it is. I, I knew it. <laughs> we're we're just all kinds of dude. all kinds of messed up to get started because you started talking, I could not hear shit, and I'm like, here we fucking go again. But Oh, welcome to another episode of Frank <laughs> We're just shit-headed. Let's go. Oh, man. What's up, Love everybody? Oh, everybody's in here tonight talking all fun fancy. That's awesome. Got some people in already. Thank you for watching us and not a boring football game because <laughs> I don't know why everybody would want to watch that game with the backups and backups of backups in it. But I did it last year, and I regretted the hell out of it because I didn't know a single person in that whole thing. Let's get our guests on here. We got both of them in the background. We got guests tonight? I didn't know that. Shoot. We got who we got. Who we got? First, we got Shane, his second time on. Shane Graham, former Bengals kicker, the man, elite Look, winning solutions. His icy balls and everything. <laughs> his nice icy balls. <laughs> and, uh, and then our first time guest. One of Shane's really good friends and a guy I'm excited to talk to, see what he's been doing, see all the great things he's doing uh, post-retirement after a great 13-year NFL career. Frosty Rucker, everybody. Hey, Frosty, what's going on, man? Yo, what's up, guys? What's up? Shane, what you got going on over there? A little, uh, little Blanton's. Oh, man, he's, he's Frost, do me a breaking favor. out the hard Just stuff right you away. You on your phone, Frost? You on your phone? Yeah, I am. Switch that over sideways like that. You get a full screen. Oh, yeah. Nope. Check out the stickers. It didn't work. It didn't work. Oh. That works 95% of the time. <laughs> you might have oh, good. He's got I his bet. lock on. Yeah, I was about oh. to say, he's got the lock. I usually run into that whenever I go and look up the boom, boom, boom. You know what I'm looking for. <laughs> you got to unlock it so it turns. Now Shane's Shane, trying to text him and tell him, like, all right, you got the lock on, Frosty. You got to unlock it so you can do – I know. I know. <laughs> oh, I love it. Dale, you didn't, but, catch, uh, you didn't catch my joke at the beginning of this. So I said there's guests on here. You just let that slide over your head, and then you threw Shane on. I was like, damn it, I was going to do introductions. Well, I still thought you were out of breath from running back to make it to the show. Of, I'm not that messed up. Golly. Give him some credit. <laughs> Shane, why are you subtle flexing on every single person in the chat right now with what your backdrop is? Why don't you – what happened to the kitchen? What happened to that? Well, <laughs> yeah, that was the bar area. I just had to send him a screenshot, and then I circled the drawing of the little lock thing. On the little <laughs> uh, oh, I love so it. So Shane yeah. is, the, is the me of that relationship, Derek, <laughs> of that friendship. Oh, okay. I see how it is. I, yep. I, I, I can – completely understand on that <laughs> so i relate I, I relate all too well with frosty right now he's good what uh get, it'll give you some time to plug elite winning solutions and 
if you what you have upcoming um kind of your schedule if you've got any openings for people that want to you know get a hold of you yeah so so really um I've had uh, quite a few college kids kind of come in town. Uh, We kind of run like a, there's a bunch of things that it does, but really like what, what's the, what, what's kind of been the steady is, you know, private lessons. I mean, that's, that's where my background truly is and I have a passion for it. So uh, being able to help guys out. So, there's been a bunch of like free agents, guys trying to make it pro, guys trying to get better with their college or whatever, and even some transfer portal kids trying to like get some film out or whatever. Uh, they'll come, they actually stay in the house, and then uh, you know I feed them, and they have it's kind of an all-inclusive. I film it with three HD cameras on the field. We come in, we study the film, we go in the weight room I've got down here, and then we. Uh, we train kind of skill specific type exercises that, that, excuse me, that a lot of strength coaches, you know, don't necessarily add to their team workout stuff. And especially the mm-hmm. younger guys where they're not, may not even have strength coaches if they're in high school. So that's kind of been the main thing. And then there's, there's a few colleges and some high schools that I actually work with on their scouting reports, their game plans, their, their scheming. So there's a, there's a bunch of things that I do, but I'm starting to, get ready to do some traveling and actually go do some, you know, group sessions with guys. So whenever, uh, you know, if there's ever an interest to put together something in Cincinnati, you know, reach out and, uh, you know, I'll come in town and try to put together like a Sunday, you know, tune up during the, during the football season for some guys. If there's no, you know, if there's like an out of town game or something, or even if there is a game and then maybe we, you know, do the tune up during the day and have a night game at night. You never know. Nice. I love it. Well, Frosty, welcome to the uh, Bengals and Brews show. This is your first time being on here. You know, it's uh, it's kind of a shit show anyway on here. So you're you're fitting right into the T with what what we. Wow, you on. just literally were like, "Wow, you screwed up coming in," and like, "Come on, man." <laughs> I'm in here now. No, I'm here. Hey. I, hey, it's always a good time when you get to hear about what Shane's doing because. He really is doing uh he's affecting a lot of kids' lives, you know, be able to be hands on like that. So thank you, Shane, for sharing with everyone again what you do. Uh it's very important. Um guys, thank you for having me. Uh Hude Nation. I know you guys are all tuned in. Uh I'm I'm still a Bengals, so Hude, Hude, right? Hude, man. Always, you know, absolutely. You know, I don't have any friends like uh, Mr. Graham there. I need to step <laughs> up. <laughs> but i but I, everything is good with me guys thanks for having me uh uh your show looks great love all the art behind you guys um shane's place is really fancy we all knew yeah. that would happen i, I mean he mm-hmm. has 27 jerseys to display because he played for that many teams for us come on <laughs> i was gonna say can we can we run the graphic for for shane or do, does that have to be on a no, every every minute scroll for for all the subtle flexes he's got going on right there oh geez <laughs> but uh, but uh, Frosty, what are you kind of uh, been up to lately? You have any business uh, ventures that you're into, uh, like big big time yeah. money, money, Graham? Yeah, yeah. So uh, I'm into a lot of things. Uh, I won't bore you with any of it. Um, uh, but the most important thing I do is I run my nonprofit. Um, I started it when I was in Cincinnati, actually with the Bengals. It's called uh, Frosty's Challenge. And I think I did, um, when I was with the Bengals, 
I did something with Shane. You know, it was a clothes drive, right? Yeah. With the yeah. Salvation Army. That was the first thing I did with it. Um, yeah. Hey, Greg, that is an awesome uh, display Shane has. Sorry, I read that. <laughs> um, the Frosty Challenge, I'm still doing the same thing, but now we've uh, we've branched off and um, we're more in the field, hiring coaches to be able to take kids through trainings, similar to what Shane's doing on an intimate level, uh, being like mentors to them, uh, doing Zooms with them, and uh, building programs. So now our program has two after-school. What up, KB? Um, two after-school programs in my hometown of Tustin, California, and we just had another successful summer camp where I do a week-long summer camp uh, with the kids and bring in a lot of different guests. Uh, guys, a statue of Shane, but those guys showed up. Shane didn't. <laughs> <laughs> now, I think, was that was that where you, you met uh, Bobby Okariki? I, I saw, think I saw something where he was... He came to one of your camps. Is that right? Yeah. So, so me and Bobby, uh, we grew up in the same hometown, and I had a chance to connect with him because uh, he's he's a lot younger than me, as everyone knows, hence the gray hair. And um, <laughs> I, I feel you. I feel you. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he uh, he's so new to the NFL. Um, when I met him, he was I think going into his second year, if I'm not mistaken, and it was just really cool to be able to meet a kid that said hey I grew up you know kind of watching you and you paved the way and uh you know being able to stress the importance of community and coming back and you know I can only do this for so long you got to take it over too when you come back home you know my program is your program if you want to do a linebacker clinic or you want to do anything we can always do something and help out and um you know introduce them to people I know um and that's the whole thing of, you know, being a mentor, being the older OG, as they say, yeah. you know, you got to give the game back. Right. And mm -hmm. um, give an getting an opportunity to meet that uh, young man and um, show him the ropes in the hometown. It's pretty cool. Right. No. And, and that's even, you know, when Frosty and I first met each other, you know, not a whole lot of similarities if you look at us. And then there's not a lot of similarities in what our job was as a, as a player. But in fact, I think the first thing he ever said to me was, I hate you because <laughs> I was kicking, barely broke a sweat during practice and <laughs> ripping and, you know, knuckles bleeding. And uh, I was like, hey, you had decision to make when you were growing up. I made it. <laughs> but, uh, you know, the, the one thing that ended up happening is besides the fact that I just I thought this dude's really fun. He's got a great personality. We get along. Uh, I always tried to have as much community things as I could back then. And Frosty really bought in and understood the importance of that when he was a rookie. And I think that also like helped develop our friendship, you know, over the years. And then, you know, after that, it was, you know, between charity events and just off season, being able to hang out, even we were on other teams, uh, you know, it kind of grew from there, but, you know, he, he was one of those guys that I felt like got it, you know, like what, mm -hmm. What we're able to do, we're so blessed and so like privileged to be able to have not only be gifted enough to do it, but get the opportunities and have the timing and, and the opportunities to actually pan out for us. But, yeah. you know, but what can you do for the people that don't necessarily get those opportunities or have the, the gifts or, or, or whatever? And, and I always thought that was really cool, you know, and to this day, you know, we're still always trying to look at ways to try to help each other out in that, in that manner. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Now, uh, um, Shane Frosty, I know you guys were on that, 
the O nine team together, right? Is, is that correct? Yeah. The, yeah. Um, I I saw there was one question in the chat, and I I don't, didn't want to try to scroll back and try to find it, but somebody was asking if what it was like to try to teach this guy right here how to oh, kick Joe. a field goal. <laughs> yeah. How to do what? How to so, kick a field goal. <laughs> Chad, oh, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so there it so, is for you guys. So, Thanks, Greg, for the great question. Yeah. So, so Chad always, uh, you know, wanted to kick a soccer ball around before practice, and he always kind of fooled around with it. You know, he, he always kind of had a little bit of a knack for kicking. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, watching him take his steps and do all the stuff that he had seen all the other kickers do, and probably over his whole life. He yeah. really didn't know what he was doing. He just <laughs> he, he has a natural swing and he hit a good ball. Um, you know, I, I don't know that uh, it was repeatable. You know, I don't know that it was something that he could do every single time if he was given the job. But uh, it was quite impressive. I mean, I, I've I've seen a couple players that were not punters and not kicking background be able to do that. So. Uh, the fact that he hit one live during a game as well as he hit it, I mean, I thought that was impressive. I now, could you teach Frosty? Could you teach Frosty to kick one that good? Uh, yeah. I, I, teach I, my I, son. I've given his son a couple lessons, uh, potentially almost knocked a couple holes in the walls, busted a few. <laughs> These are all true statements, by the way. Yeah. He, he has. He, he, he sets up the tee in uh, my son's room, and it's like, yeah, just kick it as hard as you can. And I come and I walk around the corner, and he's got the whole walk-off going. I'm like, where are you kicking it? And it's like right into the wall. <laughs> Love it. My wife brought my dog's uh, yeah. toy hey, down. Does your dog have a toy Azul? Oh, my goodness. Hold on. What is that? <laughs> it's a... Uh, Clause uh, Azul. Oh, I love that. That is funny. Are you oh, kidding man. me right now? <laughs> <laughs> try, every try. time, every time Shane comes in this show, people end up spending money. So that that'll be the thing that everybody. <laughs> yeah, that's the beer bottles. I can understand the joke of that, yeah. but I didn't realize that there was a freaking Class Azul one. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, if that thing dinged, I was leaving. I'm just gonna be honest with you. If that thing made a ping, I was gone. Just oh man. Oh shit, that was bad. There you <laughs> go. I like that. <laughs> of course. Oh man. You leave it? Yeah. All right. That's so funny. Bye. Have fun. Be careful. Bye. 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 Be careful. I don't I'm know where you're going, but be careful. <laughs> uh there's another greg, greg asked another question i'm gonna get some questions out these guys are throwing some great questions right now uh frosty asked what's the difference between the Bengals and the uh browns organization since you've played for both well then good question um it's a really good question i was there with the first year of jimmy haslam so i can't really say it was like a, a lengthy stay there it's only one season uh there, at the time, the difference was, you know, they had chefs and different uh, type of uh, care for your body there, like massage therapists and um, uh, nutritionists sure. around and different. Can you guys hear me? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, you're good. I just I just laughed. Sorry. When he said yeah, this, no, I know. Yeah, I, 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 I saw it in your eyes. Oh, it bad timing. <laughs> I know it. Bad timing. But, uh, no, it's just little things like that. <laughs> yeah, that's bad timing. 
I was trying. I was sitting there over here when you said it. Right? I was crying. No, but, oh, shit. My whole body hey, almost exploded. Hey, Buddy wasn't even in Cleveland. <laughs> Buddy wasn't even in Cleveland. So let's, let's stop. Oh, you know? man. But moving anyway. along. Moving along. <laughs> yeah. There was different things that they had there that the Bengals didn't offer or have anything there that you had to, like, go search for. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, the people in the, the – Shane, you, you play there also. For a spring, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the chefs and stuff like that. I'm sure the Bengals have updated their kitchen staff, and I'm sure oh, they're yeah, way yeah. more happy. Yeah, you know, I'm sure it is. So I'm not, I, I'm not here to dog anyone. But at the time, that was the difference of just little things like that. And um, I didn't have a lengthy stay there, so I couldn't really judge them. Right. Yeah. The the problems the Browns have, in my opinion, is they it's like a revolving door you know and no one really gets to set a pure culture you know at, at least the one thing you can say about marvin and, and and while there's people that will complain i will say that the what marvin did is he created a change that no other coach in the bengal's franchise history was able to do now a lot of the changes that happened were very incremental they were baby steps but a lot of changes did happen over time um, but when you go to the, when you go to the Browns, it was like new, new head coach, new head coach, new head coach, new strength coach, new strength coach, like so many people that, I mean, and that's the reason Frosty stayed in such a short, sort of period of time there is they changed staffs it's turnover. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. they changed their defense. They go from a four, three to a three, four. And you know, that didn't fit into the, to Frosty's gameplay. So it completely like does so many different variables to like how the team actually gets chemistry, how they meld together, how they form a bond of a family feeling. Like all of those things are so hard to get when you're constantly rolling over the staff. And, you know, it's hard enough as it is with free agency to try to create and keep and hold on to that. You know, Bilicek's obviously, uh, you know, kind of the model of like how to create a culture and keep it. But he's also the longest tenure coach in NFL history, so it is what it is. Or at least yeah, we had a we had a comment in the thread that said, "Great to see a couple Cincinnati legends." So I thought he meant me and Dale, but you know it, it's exactly well, who he meant. <laughs> exactly, yeah, you guys are. But um, no, that Frosty, is my hey, that is my guy Cameron. So he might have met me, but we live like two hours away from Cincy. That's the dude who's been on here before that had the brain surgery not too mm-hmm. long ago. So yep. I'm glad he's able to be on Shout here Cameron, and yeah. uh, doing good. Yeah. good for sure. Yeah. But um, Frosty, one question I wanted to ask you, since we're we're going to kind of keep on the, the transitions of, of your years of playing. Oh, spit um, it out. Andy Reid, playing for Andy Reid in Arizona. How rude. was that? Brother, he didn't I can't hear you. that bad that time. Oh, he just, he said, you know what? You didn't get it out in time. I'm gone. Uh, <laughs> did you say did you say Andy Reed? When did and he play for Andy, Andy Reed? He played for Andy the Cardinals. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. What? I, I, I didn't mean it. I don't know what that I, that, I that, can hear you guys. So the question is, what exactly? <laughs> Yeah, for that the question didn't make any sense for us. Said, don't worry. I, I know, I know. I Derek, said Andy Reid, but I meant, Go ahead. Go ahead. I meant playing for the Cardinals. Can you ask the question again? And, and the, <laughs> what was it like one? playing for playing for the Cardinals? What was it like playing for the Cardinals? Yes, I had a great time playing for the Cardinals. Um, one of the reasons I, I got a chance to play with Carson again 
many people know our, our football history. We go back from his senior year in high school, my freshman year in high school, playing each other in a high school championship game, um, then going to USC, being teammates there, and then um, having a chance to get drafted to the Bengals. And he's the man, obviously, and a lot of people, you know, a lot of people, uh, hell, name their kids after Carson, right? <laughs> there was a way of that. That was like the most famous name in the Ohio. Hey, so, well, if I would have had a son instead of a daughter, it was 100% going to be the name <laughs> back in back in 06, the year you got drafted, actually. So my daughter was born. Right. Mm -hmm. So um, getting a chance to pair back up with him. Uh, Bruce Aarons is a heck of a coach. Yeah. Um, uh, Todd Bowles as a defensive coordinator. Uh, one of my favorite coaches all time, Britson Buckner. Uh, he I actually played, played for the Bengals one yeah, Coach Buckner, he's actually uh, with the Jaguars now, but uh, he uh, really extended my career by his coaching methods and um, getting me to understand new positions because I ended up playing all the way down the line. Um, so he added uh, a lot of value to my career. So playing for Arizona, is a, it was a chance for me to grow also. Um, I had just got that big deal in Cleveland, um, you know, one of those deals you work on your whole entire life to get, and then in one year it was gone. And yeah. um, it was really, really, really humbling because for a second I had to think about it like I wasn't good enough to play for the Browns. It, it was a, it was like a tough pill to swallow. You know, it was, uh, you know, we won four games. I started all four games and had better stats than I did coming in, and I got fired. So it was a humbling experience. Uh, you know, if I had any ego, which I don't feel like I did while I played sports, um, it was definitely um, vulnerable right there. And getting a chance to go to Arizona and actually playing in the 3-4 defense after I got fired, they said I couldn't play in one. And extending yeah. my career five years, playing really, really, really good ball, really high level, getting that team to go all the way to the NFC Championship game, uh, mm -hmm. beating the Bengals in the very, what was that, a Sunday night game. Now you didn't I have to mention that. that, Frosty. I remember that. Come on, that one hurt. That one hurt. I yeah. did. <laughs> I did. It was a big game. It was a big game. Yeah, it yeah, was. It was. It was. But I, I, was that's one thing game. I was going to say was it's it's funny because back then I feel like Dale, tell me if I'm wrong. There was a bunch of players back then that said like, I can't believe the Browns cut me. Like there was, there was several. Yeah, but players. but it's it's what him and Shane was already talking about. Is mm -hmm. they had a new coach every yeah. year. Like they didn't let anyone build their culture. They didn't let anyone build a roster. Like they were yeah. just turning 100%. guys over left and right. And their loss being guys like Frosty in that mm -hmm. ended yep. up being someone else's game, which was Arizona because he had several great. What were you there yeah. about five years or so, Frosty? Five years, buddy. Yeah. yeah. And and not they, only that, but but they didn't just lose the player. They lost a leader. They lost yep. someone mm -hmm. that was going to bring people along the way because his time in Arizona and, and in Oakland, I think he was a captain for almost all of that time. Yeah, yeah, I know. That's one thing Dale and I was talking about, or, you know, pre-gaming a little bit. We saw what the second of your final year in Oakland, you still started 15 games, which is – Absolutely incredible. 13th year in the league. Yeah. Yeah. And another story, that preseason, I played in damn near all the preseason games. <laughs> Golly. <laughs> Which you know you no, weren't uh, happy about. Yeah, I was going to say, no, <laughs> no one's happy no, no. about that. 
Yeah. I wasn't pretty thrilled about that one, but there was a purpose <laughs> behind it. Uh, that was the first year. So when I played uh, from Cincinnati to Cleveland, I was outside defensive end at 4-3. Mm-hmm. And I went to Arizona and played five years there. I was inside. So I was playing in a four technique, a three technique, a one technique at times. So I was in interior, right? So then when I went and signed with the Raiders, I had to play outside defensive Oh, no. Buffering. Yeah. It's not me this time. It's not me. Well, I'm glad you're celebrating. We have a former (laughs) NFL player on, and you're celebrating that his connection got bad. Wow. You know what? You go go into timeout for that one, sir. Is it my connection, or is it? Yeah, you just froze up for a minute, and you're back, and Derek was celebrating because it's usually his connection, so I put him in a timeout for a minute. I don't know if it's my connection, though. It might be Derek causing that somehow. I paid a bill. I I, I know. It's it's not mine. I paid the bill, damn it. I shouldn't have this problem. Yeah, I'm going to call somebody. Somebody. (laughs) (laughs) No, but but what I was saying while we were on, um, I was saying – I had to go back play outside. So there's a lot of uh, reps that needed to happen. And I didn't understand that I needed to take those reps. And I, I, I'm telling you the, the first preseason game, I went in the second quarter and I'm a captain on the team started games. Like I've, it's been a while since I was rocking in the first game. Right. And I played all the way into the last snap and I got a fumble recovery and it was such a humbling experience that it set the tone for the year that, you know, you're going to have to get it out of the mud as the the players say, right. This is the one it's like, it's not going to be given to you, you know? And I took that, you know, like a challenge, you, you know, what, what did Jordan say? And I took that personal, yeah. you know, yeah. That personal. Yeah. I like that. you know, and uh, it, what not for a, uh, a neck injury, uh, I would have started all 16 games. So, uh, again, would you have played all, another year too? Not, not to interrupt, but would you have probably uh, tried to play another year? I could if have. It wasn't I could that? have. There was, there's, there's starting to be other things more important than that and chasing my own, whatever it is, you know, who knows what it could have led to. Right. <clears throat> like I said, it wasn't the play cause I started all 15. So oh, yeah, you were still balling. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it wasn't the play, you know. Once I get going, football's football, you know. Um, but it was just more things. My, my, my family, way more important, you yeah. know. And yeah. we're chasing this thing, and and people don't understand about uh, relocating and traveling, and you know, shipping cars and all. It's, you know, it's a pain living out of a box, right? Because you don't know when your last day is there. So it's not like every place you buy a house, right? Yeah. You you have to find a rental and then get locked into a rent. You got to get a nice place, right? But then you don't know if you're going to be there. You, you never know. And, and uh, he, he's not complaining about it. He's just saying that people think it's a glorified, like you know, everybody lives in a mansion. Everybody, you know, it, it's it's just not like that, and it's not as easy as everyone thinks it is. And especially you talking about a guy that's banging his head and having 25, 30 car wrecks a game, you know. Yeah, that's a great like point. Shane, Shane can watch the game and see all those car wrecks, right? Hey, I, I make one or two tackles in a game, and I'm going. You, know, in, you, you I'm, have. I'm going in on Monday morning, and I'm like, ah, 
Oh, yeah. I, I mean, he's doing, like, hey, guys, he's doing contrast. I was going to say, he's the first guy in there. He's telling y'all to wait on him to get done. He made that one tackle. That's hey, him. no room in the cold tub right now. This is my No, Shane was a, Shane's a pro's pro. I think I've seen a comment in there, and they asked, what was my most memorable sack? Yeah. Um, the first one. Uh, the first one I got my sack, it was versus – Chicago, and it was when the Orlando Pace was uh, playing tackle there. And that was my first sack. And I beat a Hall of Famer, so that was really cool. Um, another, I have one more, and that was, like, one of my favorites. I got Brett Favre when he played for the Jets, but no one has a picture. Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> but, you couldn't you know, find so it like anywhere? No, it's the best no one's ever seen. You, know? you got to like, YouTube it and screenshot it. I'm telling yeah. you, there's no trace of it. And I sacked him. Mm. And I beat uh, Steve Hutchinson for the uh, the sack. So mm. yeah. That's something awesome. we can send everybody listening for, trying to trying to find that one for Yeah, you. find that one. It yeah. was first the Jets. It was when he was playing for the Jets, and we were out there in New Jersey. Playing. Brew crew, you are on the mission. Try and find that sack, guys, so we can finally get a picture and relive that moment. Yeah. yeah. I'm asking one question though, if like 14 times, and I want to get this asked because I feel bad for him. Cincy James asked, uh, "Has Wendy's ever approached you to be the spokesperson for Frosty?" The people want to know. <laughs> so that's a good question. By the time, uh, all right, I'll start with no. The first person that's ever approached me to do something that was kind of like a a collab was Jeff Ruby. Me and him had an ice cream on the menu uh, one um, off season. And um, it was really good. It was a cookies and cream. Remember that, Shane? Yeah. Yeah, yeah we were pulled up. So shout out uh, the real Jeff Ruby. He's yeah. out there. Absolutely. You know, he's always shout doing Shout out Precinct. Shout out all yeah. the yeah. All of them. Louisville. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The one in Lexington is good. Yeah. Nashville. Man is a mastermind with the state, yeah. let me tell you. But shout out the real Jeff Ruby and the whole uh, staff over there. They, they always kept us fed. But uh, that was the first thing. And then I end up opening up an orange leaf. And uh, Orange Leaf Frozen Yogurt down there at the banks when the banks first opened. Mm-hmm. And um, so when I did that, I gave away my rights to any dessert. So that's oh. right when I really became like, uh, I felt like I was becoming into my own and professional sports. I was playing big time reps, you know, getting a lot of uh, exposure and making the plays. And right when that did that, I opened a fr- uh, Orange Leaf. And then I gave my rights away. So um, I think I did it to myself, but I'm seeing a whole bunch of the throwback people getting in commercials and stuff. So I need to tell them Wendy's at Wendy's. Yeah. I'm still available. I'm doing big things. You got Boy. Icky hey. Woods with the cold cuts. Can, can, you got, you know. Can you imagine Frosty in the NIL age at USC? Holy oh, man. man. Game, Game over. over. Game 100%. Game over. <laughs> Hey, guys, I also want to shout out the Cincinnati Golden Gloves while I'm on here because I'm on the board there. So a lot of you guys uh, may not know, I'm still connected to the city, and that's one of the things I do I serve as on the board member with Buddy LaRosa and his kids. And um, they have a great board, a great program. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Cincinnati Golden Gloves, uh, come check us out, you know. And now the gym's it's always open. That has to do with – does that have to do with the Buddy card system and all that stuff? Does that have anything to do with that for the Lorosa? Yeah. Okay. 
I was going to say because we 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 buy a buddy card every year for for all that different yeah, charities and stuff it. like yeah, that. Yeah, so. if you guys ever want, uh, obviously we can connect uh, online, offline. But I'll take you guys down there, see the gym, and see the the wonderful work that's done. Uh, the kids have a fantastic uh, place to go, and, and mm-hmm. it, this goes a testament of some of the things that Shane did for me. Obviously, he was explaining to you guys earlier uh, mm-hmm. how I came into the the city. Uh, and I uh, attached to Shane because he was in the community and that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to always get back. You know, you always think of getting in that position and you see the commercials of the guys like the NFL play 60. And that mm-hmm. was such a cool thing. It's like, I want to do that stuff, you know? Um, yeah. And Shane was very dialed in and he had the right heart for it. So years later, Shane, this, you know, it's a testament to how good you were as a, uh, you know, a big bro. I'm on the board of Cincinnati Golden Gloves. So um, that's what yep. Cincinnati Round does for that, right? For that, that, yeah. that, that's uh, that's the uh, you know the thing about football is the thing about you know the brotherhood that happens. You you really, if you're really fr- real friends, you listen to people, right? You don't have all the right answers, and um, I didn't have any of the right answers. I think Shane probably had like forty percent of the right answers, and that was more than I had. So. <laughs> You know, I'm stick with Buddy here, and um, it worked out for both of us. And yeah, you know, so cool. cheers to you. I don't have a drink though. I, I might need to pour out. Yeah, you didn't realize what podcast you were coming on here. <laughs> so, uh, I didn't know. I didn't know. I was, I was, I was literally just about time. to hey, say. Yeah, I got to take a break from my sponsor. Yeah, I got to take a break from my sponsor. All right. <laughs> Hey, will you guys talk about training camp? Have you guys been down there? I'm just, I'm getting off. I yeah. Know you guys. What's yeah, going on at training camp? What do you see? I was, I was getting ready to say, um, my guy, I, I saw a video today of my guy, Dax Hill. Did anybody else catch that video? He was uh, one-on-one doing some one-on-one drills with Jamar Chase and kind of put the clamps on him a little bit. I'm just going to say, just going to say. I mean, we've all seen one-on-ones in practice where they're set up and, and, you know, like you're – here's the thing with one-on-ones. Is it impressive when someone gets beat? Is it impressive when someone gets locked up? Yes. Because you're you're talking about world-class athletes that are able to – look at Dale. Dale's checking on the dog. No, hey, that is one though. I will say I went ahead and did it, but I was sliding in the background. I have four on the screen. Yeah, number one, number two. I was trying to ask a whole question to Frosty, which I'm gonna slide back in the background, but Travis wouldn't ask it. And it was who is the because he played at USC, dude. I know he played in the NFL, but I know at USC he played with some dogs. Derek, we had this whole conversation right before he got on. Before we did this whole thing, we knew this whole thing was gonna happen. Thirty minutes in, Dale's gonna disappear. He's gonna end up going off. <laughs> He's going to smoke a cigarette, pee, and then he's going to send stuff into the chat off the camera. He, he did his Jaeger bomb, and now he's like, all right, I'm going yep, to bounce. Now he's <laughs> God bless. But yeah, That's it's- a good question. Shane, you want to answer that question? Who's the best player or teammate you've ever Okay, so th- there, there's been a lot of guys, and be- because I've been on a lot of different teams, some for short amount of time, some for longer amount of time, uh, you know, honestly, if I were to say the most impressive across the board, um, well, I mean, Tom Brady, I mean, there's a reason why he's done what he's done, you know. And when I was there in New England, 
the guy not only was early for everything, he did, he stayed late for everything. Um, just, you know, watching him warm up before practice, watching the way he interacted with guys in a locker room, uh, you know, and, and, and it was even when we played Buffalo, we had a, and then you got his gameplay. I mean, that speaks for itself. So we play Buffalo. There's a huge snowstorm. Uh, we can't even fly out because there's just too much snow. We can't fly out. There's no hotels in Buffalo. So they, they bus us to like Rochester, BFE somewhere. And so he just rents out on his own, rents out an entire restaurant for the whole team to go to, pays for everything, and says, guys, I don't want everybody going everywhere else. I want to stay together. Okay, so one, I was mature and old enough at that point in my career to want to appreciate that, not because it was saving me money, but because I understood what it was like to have everybody together. Um, two, he can chug the fastest beer I've ever seen in my life because they had a <laughs> chug contest during dinner, and, and it was unbelievable. But, you know, and then he would, you know, he had guys get up and talk and say stuff after the game, and it I had never been a part of someone with those type of vocal leadership skills. And for all the guys that I've played with who are really good, the Chad Johnsons, the Carsons, the, you know, like all these players over the years, the way that he just takes charge and is mature about things, but also has fun. And, and like, I was just like, like, that makes sense why they're so good. So you had the Belichick effect for sure, but but I think mm-hmm. having him is the reason they truly won those. And even when even when Matt Castle came in there, he had an effect on Matt <clears throat> Castle because Matt Castle, no one knew what he had besides Frosty. Frosty was on the team with him, but <laughs> but, but but Matt Castle, did he ever start at USC? No. But he sat behind Tom Brady, and Tom Brady took him under his wing. He didn't say, you're not taking my job, and, you know, like, kept him over here. He was like, come with me. Come with me. I, I, mm-hmm. I got you. Like, just right here, you know. And, and right. you know, just cradled him in, accepted him into his heart and his, and, and his work ethic and everything. And, and everything he may have had that was already good in the first place that no one ever got to see – they got to see it when Tom eventually got hurt. Tom was like, all right, well, I'm down, but we're going to keep this thing going. And mm-hmm. literally, like, helped walk him through so many things and was just such a mentor to him. Um, you know, and, and you saw it with who, – who's the guy in San Francisco? I don't remember his name. Garoppolo. Uh, that guy, same thing. Jimmy G. Jimmy G. Yep. Jimmy G. Uh, what's uh, – uh, Br- Jacoby Brissett. Brissett. Like mm-hmm. all these other guys that, I mean, even you look at the career of, uh, shoot, who's the, he, he was with the Chicago for a little bit. I'm oh, a, Derek Scott. Yeah. He'll answer Nick it. Foles. Yep. Nope. 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 Say, Derek's been two for two on these guessing there. <laughs> um, yep. I got that one. It was, uh, no, I know who you're talking about. He, he was the backup, Derek, come on. the backup in 2010. But yeah. He, and he, he played he, for the Jaguars, right? I don't, I don't know, but he went to Cleveland. He was there Percent? for. Oh no, that. you're talking about Brock Osweiler. Nope, nope, nope. 
Uh, if you said it, I'd know it. And I'm, I'm so I know sure. you're talking about Brian Hoyer. Hoyer, there he is. Brian there Hoyer. he is. Do you still know how much money still, he has still, made because he, is, he was Tom yeah. Brady's backup? Oh, yeah. yeah. So, because he was Tom Brady's backup, and I'm not saying anything about against Brian Hoyer. He just never truly lasted as a starter. Mm-hmm. But he kept getting opportunity after opportunity after opportunity because, <laughs> he, because he was Tom Brady's backup, and everyone was like, "That's Tom Brady's backup," so I know he's prepared. And yeah, and and that that speaks to what Tom was able to do. So so overall, I would say I would say Tom Brady. I mean that, you know, yeah. I love being Frosty's teammate, you know, but. <laughs> Shane, can't Shane compete with the goat. Yeah. Hey, hey, Shane answered after 15 minutes. I believe you. <laughs> we believe oh. you. Frosty, thank you for saying that because I was about to jump in just to say that. <laughs> hey, like, I was damn, say Shane, damn, the question but, was for I, both hey, of you. And Shane, Shane, like, Shane talked about 48 different people. <laughs> God damn, Shane. I was sitting here right. I, I My guess was him. I thought he was going to throw me the alley you. And then. Um, he went on the Tom Brady thing, so I had to get on my notepad and talk about a couple teammates. Like, who was cool? <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, if you're going to ask, ask me that, same story. Yeah. Uh, you know, obviously, I played for a different, a uh, couple different ball clubs, and um, I met a lot of unique personalities like myself, guys that really, like Shane says, get it, right? Mm-hmm. Guys that want to do the community work, they want to keep the team together and have bowling night. <laughs> The guys that do study, the guys that get there early and challenge you in the weight room and challenge you to beat you to the, the cold tub in the morning. You know, those those are the, the things that I looked at, like the character things, right? And the one person that really sticks out to me is Larry Fitzgerald in Arizona. Oh, so, yeah, Fitz. Oh, yeah. You know, I, I got a chance to yeah. play with Fitz. And let me tell you. Um, obviously I've been I around. said, I know I said Fitz magic and instantly thought, nope, wrong Fitz, but go ahead. Wrong Fitz. No. <laughs> so, um, Larry Fitz, he just the same way, uh, Shane can go in depth, uh, on, uh, Tom Brady and talk about him, uh, like that. Larry's just the same. You, you just, there's special people that, uh, are just once in a lifetime type of players and people that are in your locker room. The reason why they're around a club that long and you know people is always on board even if you have a bad year which larry never had but even if you have an off year no one's questioning your worth ethic what you're going to do the next year if you're going to be there they're that type of person and larry did everything uh in the same manner very uh, class a classy person right that goes out of their way to make sure the team's together and pays for this and it's not always about you know we're not just talking money but being a step ahead to do things like that, I learned from Larry. I did a couple things on my own uh, for my own pocket for the team, for the betterment of the guys, you know, and the betterment of the trainers and, you know, the equipment staff and making sure everyone was in there. And that really builds your team. And I learned that from him. Uh, a unique thing that I did, um, I think it started my second year in Arizona. It was, you know, when um, you get a game ball, right? Everyone's got a game ball. Uh, everyone here has game ball, right? High school, at least, right? Pop Warner, something like that, right? No? Yeah, hey, I got <laughs> it. You got a game ball, right? I, I was trying I to throw, you guys throw my high school baseball out there. I'm but waiting I made... for someone to say I was nice, you know? So, anyways, if you're not going to claim it. Um, so, what I start doing, um, every time someone had a kid, 
I would get a game ball made up and put their, their kids uh, info on it, like the birthday, the weight, you know, and all that. And I just made it my thing, you know? So every time someone had a kid, they got a game ball from Frost, but you know, it had all the stats for the, their, their little one. And um, I learned that from guys that are leaders, right? Compassionate people that care about everyone else and they want to win. So Larry Fitzgerald would probably um, be the most well-rounded best teammate I've had. Now, now talent wise, you played with Reggie Bush, right? Yeah. That yeah. was the answer I was expecting. Just like, well, talent. you didn't no, Dale, you didn't say no, talent. I, I know. I know. No. And Larry, that's for sure. Right. Like I think everyone. And that's a questionable too, because I also played with Troy Polamalu and I seen some very special things from that. But we'll talk right. about him. He played for the Steelers. Hey, he, he played for the Trojans first. That's true. I, I had a I had a really good college teammate as well. Yeah. Vic. Hey, welcome to the Big Ten, by the way. I'm a high state fan. Hey, hey, I'm <laughs> I'm happy to be here. A lot of people, that's a good topic to go off. A lot of people uh are, you know, half on, half off that one, but I like it. I like the matchups every week. I love yeah. the, the TV that it's gonna bring. SC's a big ticket person on TV, and so is all the teams in the Big Ten. So Competition, uh, being able to go man. To Ohio State now. Yeah. Competition. Go to State, it's going to bring up USC and Ohio State because yeah. get in or get out because the SEC is loaded. Yeah, we're, we'll yeah. be we'll be a lot stronger and we'll actually be able to recruit the area. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we'll try to compete with you on some of these five stars, right? So yeah, because now we can say you'll be able to play in front of all your friends because you you, you got about a hundred of them out there in Southern California every. Freaking year. Hey, no, but the, the talent level is getting a lot different since Lincoln Ryland's been on campus. Let yeah. me tell you, the energy around uh, uh, downtown L.A. right now is just rocking. People are all the way on board with uh, the Trojans, um, the move to the Big Ten, uh, just the potential we have with uh, the, the kids being able to transfer in the portal and uh, be able to get the very best, and it's only going to get better. And um, – those are the rules, so we're gonna play play with them, you know. Yeah. Let's build the best teams we can. Hey, you yeah. can't you can't fault you can't fault schools for being told what the rules are, and no. within those rules, you can't fault yeah. them. No, so uh, yep. you you take advantage, and here's our time to come back and come back with a vengeance. You know, I think this season's gonna say a lot for uh, you know winning a couple close games, things that we mm-hmm. would normally lose the last couple years. We just fall apart a little bit and, um, you know, not jumping off sides, making the, making the play, you know, and I think uh, being able to be uh, really competitive versus teams like Ohio state, Michigan right away, you know what I mean? And make these some real ball games and some slug fest. That's what's going to be good for us down, down the line, you know, position us to be in a playoff and, you know, and do something with it. So I'm pumped, you know what I mean? I'm not sure, yeah. Frosty. You said Shane kind of helped take you under his wing, but Shane, did you have someone? And then Frosty, did you have somebody else, maybe like a D lineman or somebody in your own positional group also that were mentors? Like you know, when you guys were on the big, I know. And Shane, you know, started on Bengals. That's I am going to tease about that trivia question. I had Shane Graham and I had Rudy Johnson. I had um, Rudy was great. By the way. Rudy was my favorite player growing up. I love um, love me some Rudy. I had a chance to uh, witness the greatness of Willie Anderson. 
Um, shout out to mm. Willie Harrison going into the the ring. Yep. Here pretty soon. I'll be there that night. So I'll probably yep. see you guys there. Hey, we'll be uh, a lot uh, one tailgate. I'll be there too. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Shout out to, yeah, to Big Will. That was a question earlier asked for you guys if you guys were going to be at that game. That's yeah, absolutely. That be at. And if, it seems like everybody's going to be there. So if everybody just gets together and we can all meet each other and hang out, that would be sweet. Yeah, yeah, we we can make that happen. Get a little bite at a E and O. You guys been to that restaurant right down there? I have the not, Banks? but I've heard okay I've heard some great things about it. Shout out E and O at the Banks. Um, they do it right. They got the sushi. Uh, it's Earth and Ocean, so it's the best yeah. of both worlds. Cocktails are great. Uh, shout out for the team down there. Uh, Actually, Frosty, make the reservations. I'll be there. All right. Yeah, I know. I can take care of that. I know some people. <laughs> I was about to say, Ben Lorian and I, the other night when we was hanging out in Cincinnati, we almost went in there to eat. And it's delicious. Up, yeah, we ended up going somewhere else, but I've heard great things about it. And there's another, there's a couple great restaurants out there. I, I've, I've been becoming a foodie in uh, Cincinnati um, uh, since I uh, retired from football. I've been able to go to Finley Market a bunch. And, mm. uh, you know, take my time there and not rush through there. And because uh, it's kind of hard when you're kind of tall and you go through all the people, it's, you know, it's good <laughs> anxiety sometimes. But yeah. uh, since the pandemic kind of slowed down a little bit, so I can go in there and uh, just the local vendors and stuff, I really fallen uh, for the place a lot. I'm, uh, I've, I've ventured off and I've been up there in Mount Lookout and had um, those two burgers that are right around the corner from each other. Uh, uh, is it? It's not Zips, is it? Is it Zips? Uh, Zips is in Mount Lookout. Yeah, Zips, and yeah. then right around the corner they got one. Um, uh, it's tasty too, so I, I tried that one. I'll get the name of it here in a second. You know, um, I, got a, I, yeah. got a, I got a quick question because I saw Shane flipping something up over there in the corner. And he brought out the orange juice, and I was confused what the hell he was. What contraption? He oh was no, doing. Frosty knows what this is. Oh, Rottweiler. Pineapple? Pineapple and so, tequila. So, so Rottweiler. This, so it's old school. Like so a greyhound, but, you know, <laughs> with the tequila, we're calling it a Rottweiler, guys. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, I, no, I only reason why I asked that is because I saw that first sip that Shane had. He was like, oh, shit, I made it just a little strong. Oh, shit. No, I didn't make it strong. I, I didn't put enough tequila in it. Oh, that make, yeah, that makes sense, Shane. There you go. Yeah. I was, so, uh, so Frosty actually introduced me to this drink. And what was the reason you called it a Rottweiler? Well, the gray the, the Greyhound is grapefruit and vodka. So if we're going to keep the grapefruit and we're going to throw Patron in it, we're calling it a Rottweiler because it has a better bite, right? Yeah. So yeah. that's that's kind of how I did it. I was a very Roddy fan. I've had Rottweilers. So, so – that was a uh, that was kind of like an old school drink. It was kind of like if we ordered a drink, usually that was one of the first ones. If we were ever out at a bar, you know, in the off season. So is it pineapple? Just pineapple and tequila? Uh, yeah, but you know, back then when you go to a bar, like especially let's say pachinkos. Uh, Shout out pachinkos, comes yeah. in Kentucky. <laughs> Main Straw. Shout out Main Straw Sunday nights. You said that like there was a couple of stories. DJ L Train. Shout out DJ L Train. This was really the oh, best tequila it. you could get in a, in a bar, you know, pretty much, unless you, you know, whatever. But um, it was just my deal. This and PBR. 
And then it was, you know, vodka with a lime in it. That was it. Yeah. We ain't going to tell Frosty about them PBRs out of, out of your uh, championship trophy over there. <laughs> <laughs> but, hey, I would be remiss if I didn't talk a little bit. Travis, you want to let the boys know what, what I got? It's actually empty right now, but let the boys know what I've been drinking on. Well, I got this bottle right here that's awesome artwork and everything else in between. And let me tell you, it's empty for a reason, guys, because this was delicious, as well as all their other products that they have on their website. If you have not heard, this is a bottle from Brimming Horn Meadery, guys. Brimming Horn Meadery delivers you mead, okay? And this mead, have you ever had mead, Frost? Do you know what mead is? A lot of people don't know what mead is. Have you ever had mead? No, <laughs> I heard for you. I'll make it short and sweet for you. You get a nice bottle of wine. You're like, oh, this is okay. Now take that. Throw it out your door, okay, because you don't need it. You know, you have mead. Listen here. This, Vikings drink this. Everybody wants to be a Viking. Vikings are cool, all right? And with this, they put a bunch of little different itty-bitty, peasy-weezy spices, this and that. They put a lot of hard work. They soak it, age it in these, bo- these barrels of whiskey and everything else, whether it's six months, a year, 35 years, whatever they're doing over there. They so they last week they told us a whole bunch of contraptions and we were like you guys put some real work into this and they're like you bet your ass we do, so it made me re- respect them more. But you can use our promo code and listen here. I don't know if you you guys are you know you guys used to be professional athletes. You guys might have had a nice little tip here and there, this and that. But for your local Sally O, you can get alcohol at a discount. Okay, this is a nice present for anybody under the sun and you can use the promo code bangle brew go to brimminghornmeadery.com use the promo code bangle brew and all caps and you get 10 percent off on your order is it 10 percent? no it's 15 percent. you know what we're gonna spike it up a little bit we're just gonna, we're gonna give them 15 percent off on alcohol everybody and you wow. can use that promo code and get two bottle minimum you have to be 20 or older no cheap shit don't be doing no dumb stuff kids hey mister no game of hey mister <laughs> that bull crap. 21 or older it's a two bottle minimum and you know what we just actually recommended some bottles on there there was a party of 793 i believe it was and there was a couple more on there that we said last week that was just absolutely perfect the ingredients on it was kiss. so if you guys are looking to get some mead hey we can help you out and we can have you get that first little sip frost use that promo code bengal crew and you can get 10 or 15 sorry 15 percent off on that brimming horn meter right there, which he's got. Are you drinking? What are you drinking there? I'm drinking brimming horn meter right now. This is their traditional. It is called anthro. Um, anth- Hold on, he can't anthro- read. Hold on, he can't read. Ladies and gentlemen, look, look, can't read. look. Can anybody read that for me? Anthro You should have thought about that before you tried to read. <laughs> I know, I know. I, my favorite's Orso Nero. So, but this is their traditional mead. This is just the regular uh, honey, honey, honey mead, or, and it is uh, aged five years. But it's it's all gone now. But let's say they, they, they put great right work here. In bottles, man. It's it, it, and I tell everybody when I say it, you open the bottle and you're like, all right, let's see what Bengals and Brews got. And you open it, you take a sniff, and you go, son of a bitch, it just smells like cheap wine. What the hell? And then you take a sip of it, and then you sit back in your chair and you go, "Oh, this bottle's in danger. This bottle's oh, in danger." Yeah. What's what's the percentage on it? The percentage. This one on is um, the King of the North is eleven to fourteen. Yeah, this one's eleven to fourteen, and I'm, I'm Travis will be the first one to tell you every time I open one of these up, 
within the hour, it's gone. That's gone. what I told you. What did I say? I said that every time you open one of these bottles, you take a sip. You go, oh, this bottle's in danger. Somebody needs to take <laughs> this bottle. This is going to be gone soon. Be a man. Drink like a Viking. I identify more with wildlings. <laughs> there you go. That's funny. That's funny. Hey, so you guys will all be down there when Willie gets uh, in the Ring of Honor. Um, how do you guys feel about the Bengals finally making a Ring of Honor? It's been so. Oh man, wait. Like I haven't spent much time in the Bengal blogs or the Twitter and stuff. But when that was announced that they're going to start doing that, how did you guys feel as fans, lifelong fans? We, I mean, I'm gonna be honest with you. When we was there, um, I'll I'll be a man about it. I cried. I don't care to I don't care to say it. Like just seeing all those guys, you know, getting to see, getting to see, um, you know, with with Paul Brown being inducted, Anthony Munoz, Ken Riley the second being down there for for his dad, and just all that going on. It was it was pretty heart wrenching. But I'm I'm definitely glad that they finally finally decided to do it. Yeah. Yeah, it was cool. It was it was basically just like it's a dummy way to say it, but like it was a nice pat on the back almost. Like in a in a subtle way to say it, it was like, "Hey, like we're finally going to show that light for all the work you've done and we're going to make a home spot for you where you did all of that." So then even the people that didn't get to see some of that stuff, like me, I'm a younger person, so I didn't get to see some of these people coming in and that will be coming in. And like some of the names that even came up this year, I'm like, "Oh, I wonder who that is." And then you go and you look into them and you get to see how great they were and everything else. And it really is a nice like history lesson for these people that are getting in, especially for our new yep. fans. Since, you know, last year and on forward, we're going to be a pretty solid team. People yeah. are going to be able to see these legends and be like, oh, wow, these players were damn good. Why is this the first time you're in the Super Bowl? And then you start to do knowledge on the Bengals and that you know where that goes. But yeah, you see all these people and you're like, this is awesome. This is awesome that you get that nice little like, here's this. Here's the the highest of the highest that we can give you. Yeah. And you, you look at Willie especially, and because Willie's the only one that I, you know, that I cross over with. Right. But, but I mean, his stats just speak for for themselves. And then, you know, Willie has even from the time that he played to even now continues to learn and grow and coach and teach and I'll be honest with you, like, I watch every one of his videos because I just love football. I love learning all positions. And, you know, listen to him teach, Paul Alexander, all these guys who go out here and talk about football the way they do. But when you just look at his body of work, it, it like, the fact that there are guys in the Hall of Fame as offensive mm-hmm. that did not do what he did. Like blows my mind. So I'm not surprised the Ring of Honor happened for him. I'm just I, I just can't believe that he's not in the Hall of Fame in general. You know, he just well, I think that I mean I think it's coming. I think we um as you know the Bengal community have to do a lot better and take things in our own hands and pub people up more. Uh, I think uh was this Ring of Honor well past due, of course. I think they should have done something like this a long time ago. I think the the team, the city has, uh, well, the, the city has voiced, you know, for a long time that the product's not good. And, you know, they could have done anything to, you know, do that. But I think the first time they put those signs up that said New Day, they really turned a corner. 
and they meant it. And uh, you can see it in everything that the team's doing. So I'm glad they're honoring people. There's so many other people, uh, obviously, that came before that should have an opportunity to. And I'm glad Willie's going in. But, you know, you got Corey Dillon, right? Yeah. Let's go. You know, you got – come on now. How, how much can we do how, – how far can we go, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. You, know, no. you got some real ballers that need to um, be recognized. And uh, it goes a long way. That's that's someone's legacy, you know, for their family, their kids, their grandkids one day, you know. And it, it was just – I thought it was so long of a shame to not honor people like that. So I hope it gets progressive. I think um, as they do renovations to the uh, to the stadium, they should build some type of statue somewhere, or you know, and really get if this is going to be home base and they're not going to move, uh, I want to see more progression that way. I want to you know talk about the greats. They may not have won a lot of games, but they played excellent. You right. know, they played excellent ball, and this is a team sport, right? Ross, so. Here's, here's a good question for you guys with it. Greg asked if you guys could uh, vote for Ring of Honor, what player would it be? Maybe one that hasn't been voted in yet. Yeah, yeah. Give some knowledge if nobody's on that list, if somebody that you think should be. Give two. Give two. I mean, I would do Corey Dillon. Yeah, Corey Dillon would be one of mine, and I, I'd probably do uh, Jim Breach as my next guy. Now, Obviously, I'm biased because I played with Corey and I, and I was close with Jim and we were in the same position. And I know the, the impact that Jim had on the, the organization. I know the success he had as a player. He's um, been a finalist, too. Like, that's what I mean. He's on yeah. that list already, too. Like, yeah, he's up there. Can someone put the list up? Is the, is the list? Can, can you share a screen or something like that? Can I see something? Dale, do you have that on yours? I can get it on mine if need be. I don't have but, it. Right, how about right you guys right tell me? That, but you, you know, you know what's funny? Tell me. You were asking a question. Derek, look it up. You're in the background right now. Yeah, do it. Uh, do it. Do it. With your crap connection. Uh, <laughs> do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Um, so uh, you were talking about, like, who were our mentors when we were getting started, and you know, and, and we talked about different guys. So for me – these guys don't even know, but Corey Dillon, because he, we had a lot of conversations in the locker room, uh, in the sauna, chilling after practice, hot tub before practice, things like that. Uh, TJ, TJ and I like had a lot of conversations. He actually introduced me to a guy that did like some of his like marketing slash PR stuff. And that kind of got me rolling. And then, uh, Brandon Bennett, who, I don't, you know, he, he was more of a special teams role player, but he was a backup running back. He actually kind of took me under his wing my first day that I got there because he was good friends with Neil Rackers when Neil Rackers left and I came in. And Neil and I were good friends. But, you know, you, you look at, at Corey Dillon, and I think to a lot of people he came across as bitter and whatever with, with how things were there. But that guy still worked hard, and that guy still—I mean, you look at what he did as a Bengal. The the record he broke in that Denver game alone, like, was such a moment for people in the darkest times. You know, Bengal fandom. Seventy six or two hundred and eighty? What do you have like? Yeah, when you're approaching three hundred rushing yards, especially like that—I mean, it's insane. Yeah. 
And and yeah. I think people gave him a hard time at the end of it and all that. But I mean, shit, I look back on the end of, of you know, like the end of my time there and, you know, I, I maybe deserved a little bit of it, but yet um, things don't always stay perfect, but your overall body of work is, is 278. Nice. 278. Okay. I was two yards off. I'm sorry. Um, but you know, your overall body of work and what it did for that team. I mean, how many quarterbacks did he go through in his time there? And he was still a stud the whole time he was there. And like we talked about with Cleveland, coaches too. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, real quick, I had to go get to Jefferson's reserve. But uh, I sent I sent that into our group chat, Dale and Travis, if you guys want to pull that up. There it is. I just grabbed it. I was working so on it. This the was the finalist for this year, which uh, Willie got in, rightfully so. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Isaac, Isaac Curtis, Curtis. Which, which I was glad. Like, I was happy Isaac Curtis got in. Yeah. Like, I know a lot of people was like, Chad, Chad should get in. But I, I'm like, man, come on, Chad, Chad, he'll be around a while. He can get in next yeah. year or something. Yeah. Nothing against Chad by any means. Cause, cause he does deserve it, but I think there are guys that were. Yeah, you got Max Montoya. Yeah, Crumry, David Fulcher. Come on, David Fulcher, who completely. Yeah. David mm-hmm. Fulcher was like became the prototype and completely reinvented the position of a, of a safety. Safety I mean, slash linebacker almost. Yeah, I don't. I don't think you have a Cam Chancellor without a guy like like David Fulcher. Yeah. I mean, Boomer, Boomer, Boomer won a league MVP. Like, yeah, yeah. Hey, fellas, it's uh, getting towards my bedtime. Oh. Yeah. So, hey, <laughs> hey, thank you for all the time you've given us, man. For real, like. No, I appreciate it. I'd love to come back on. Let's do something during the season. Uh, I'm always available. Shane knows how to get me, and so do you guys. Now. Um, yeah, but hey, follow our Bengals Bruce so I can actually DM you, and we'll set up. <laughs> Yeah, and from the letter. Yeah, message. Hey, but, us hey, but if you guys too, want me way. to come on here the next time, Dale needs to put fucking sleeves on. So I'm not gonna <laughs> do this. I'm not dealing with you, Dale. I'm not dealing with you. Put those, put hey, sleeves on. Bro, hey, I'm bro. in my garage. You know how hot it is down here? I I had to explain the same <laughs> thing to you. Shane. The first time Shane come on, I explained the same thing. I said, Shane, you know how it gets down here? I said, I'm oh, a big dude. I said, I done got a fan on me, and you like I tried. I had sleeves on. I come down, I set everything up. I said, sleeves ain't for me. I'm going sleeveless. I had to go in and change. <laughs> Um, hey, this dude, like, he was, like, uh, fixing the car. Anyway, um, oh, no, I appreciate you guys. No, so I appreciate you guys. Uh, you guys are legendary for getting us on here. Shane, you know how I feel about you. You're my guy, my ace. Um, anytime you guys need me, let me know, okay? Love you, brother. All right. Have a great day. Hey, and I'll be at training camp. I believe I'm going to training camp tomorrow. If my son's up to it, he feels good. If not, I'll be there Monday. So if anyone's around... I will be around. So um, this this will be let, my first training camp for the Bengals outside of Georgetown. <laughs> before you get awesome. off here, let everybody know where they can uh, where they can find you and uh, and get like and you're doing it such. If there's any you can <laughs> you can't. Hey, can. I don't want you to. If Leave you me alone. Me. No, 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 no. <laughs> you can find me on social media at the Organic Frost. There's a lot going on. Uh, mainly doing 
more right than wrong. So uh, at the organic process where you guys can follow me and uh, I'll be around. So uh, remember the restaurants to go hit up, you know, kitchen. Uh, I'll see you at training camp. I'll see you the night. Willie gets inducted to the uh, ring. And, Thursday night uh, football. Hey, this is going to be a, a great year for Bengals. That reservation. I'm looking forward to that reservation. Nice hey, we'll pull up. Bro. Hey, what's up? Give me a hand. <laughs> All right. See you guys. <laughs> see you, man. I liked what just happened there. I didn't know. I was, that was, oh, yeah. Hey, everybody. That was nice. <laughs> Matt, how are you? Hey, welcome. I'm good. Nice to so see you guys. Hey, you started in the bottom of you got invited. I did. I had to do I some special him. favors, though. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. We'll talk about that later. Matt. Yeah. No. <laughs> oh, Lord have mercy. That was I great. Know. That was a great hour. Yeah, yeah it was. I didn't know yeah. how long Frosty was going to be on. Like, they gave Shane, us pull off that Azul bottle and let's have some fun. Yeah, let's, let's start getting drunk now, Shane. Come yeah. on. Dad left. It's time to have fun. Jesus. <laughs> 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 this guy. Wow. This guy's unreal. No hangovers. Oh, I love Shane. <laughs> then he goes back to sipping tequila as if that's a nice, better, different. <laughs> and he had the pinky out. <laughs> I love it. Hey, Shane, but... I gotta tell you, I gotta tell you uh, with the, you know, it was mentioned beforehand, and I. You know, oh, Derek, go oh ahead. Oh my god, Derek. dude! Come on, no, a little no. more. Tip it up. <laughs> Oh, no, I cannot go shot for shot with Shane. But I know how Shane's going to feel in the morning. I know how I'm going to feel. Yeah, this is how it's going to be Thursday night before the game. We ain't walking in. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, there we go. It's fine. Hey, Dale, what do you got? (laughs) There's another one. We're all chugging. What do you got, Dale? Oh, my God. What up? I want to chug my Miller Lite. I'm afraid to go get Jager bombs because this would be three. Like, I've peed twice, to, for the record. I've checked hey. on my dog twice. Hold on. I, I, got little say, little Matt, I see that. I see that bottle me, in the background. To Shane. Let me give flowers to Shane. Shane, we were talking about. Oh, I'm not, that's that's for the first game. That's from. We were talking about, we were talking about oh, your, uh, your nice. You got Zazarak, though. Your ice. We were talking oh, about your ice. Earlier, right, Shane? About what? The, the ice that you have, the beautiful ice that everybody uh, is icy. We call them Shane's icy, icy balls. balls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so I wanted to let you know, Shane, uh, my wife balls. actually bought me the four piece of that as a yeah. birthday gift. Yeah. I wanted to let you know, oh, wow. thank you awesome. for giving the link so I can give them to my wife so she can give me clear balls. <laughs> I'm going not, to get I'm going to get the Egger and bringing it down here, but this is not a pee break. I just peed. You're well, not the letting the dog go. I'll be right back. <laughs> hey, it's always good when your wife clears your balls for you. Yeah. <laughs> Have you guys seen those presses that you put the block ice in and it like slowly comes down? It makes yeah, it to a perfect beautiful. Those beautiful. are awesome. I haven't seen Oh, I love it. That's hey, what it's like, uh, yeah. I think it's aluminum or I forget what kind of metal it is, but you put yeah, it in like a square, ice, like any ice, and it all only goes down and just perfectly makes a ball. Yeah. Oh, you wow. You want. wow, awesome! They're not that hey, expensive, you know. But, but on a serious note, so so I talked about like how Frosty and I kind of connected and bonded when he first came in. Um, over the years, I mean, he was the best man in my wedding. Uh, really awesome you know, like i don't go to cincinnati without making sure he's there and i go stay with him or hang out with him or whatever he's available to have and he is he is you know 
none of us are perfect. We've all, whatever, had, had our things in our life, but he is one of my favorite people of all time. And it's so funny because when my wife met him, um, you know, she knew that I had had relationships or in my life that weren't perfect or whatever. And Frosty knew about all of them. So when he first met her, he was kind of like, you know, who's this girl you're dating? You know, like no big deal. And then the more he talked to her, he started like connecting. And she was like, when we were driving home that night or we, we stayed at his house. And then when we were getting back to Michigan after that, uh, years ago, she was like, there was like a point where he clicked and he's like, <clears throat> okay, I can tell you're just not some girl that he's dating. Like, he cares about you. And, so he, yeah. said that, he said that to her? Well, he, she said she could tell that something clicked in his head. <clears throat> there's, there's, always something, there's always something special about your yeah. best friend. Yeah. yeah. Always something special about your best friend addressing that to the yeah. girl. As soon as that happens, then she finally realizes, oh, shit, this is very serious. Yeah, when you, when your best way. friend knows that this ain't just an <laughs> side piece, right? Yes, rings. Yeah. She knows the rings coming. Yeah. yeah. So it was it was really cool to like see their relationship. You know, like yeah, my relationship with her, I made that hard enough as as it is. You know, like I tried to screw things up, whatever, whatever, whatever. Uh, got things. <clears throat> you know, we're we're so happy and healthy now. Um, Lord knows I've done so much over the years to try to screw up every relationship, whether it was picking the wrong person to sabotaging to whatever, uh, you know, things with her got, have gotten to such a healthy point. And he was a part of that, you know, because he was a part of our relationship and his relationship with her is, is like, I love seeing them together, the way they interact with each other, the way that they play off of each other when they goof on me, when my wife and I goof on him, or me and him goof on her. Like, we have such a great, like, like just chemistry with the way that we are with each other that, like, yeah. we literally, like, he calls me Uncle Shane when he's with his son. And his yeah. son calls me uncle. And, like, I don't have a kid yet, which which... I want, but for his son to call me uncle, like that just warms me so much because mm -hmm. I know everything we've been through over the years and it's just a great feeling to have. So he is yep. truly like one of my favorite people in the world. Drink to yeah, that. absolutely. I know, uh, yeah, yeah. I know that's how, that's how Dale and I are. And, and, you know, Dale, my son called Dale, uncle Dale. And, uh, you know, he, he calls my daughter his daughter, which is starting to make me question some things. But, you know, I don't know what, <laughs> what exactly happened there, but. Well, it's a, it's Eric, a, we're take a loving. Oh, point. God. We love it. Oh, man. I love it. But, yeah. Um, no, one it, thing. I, that, that same that same thing happened with me, for sure. I, I My wife is out of state and such, and I was a hooligan, uh, a goon, if you call it. Uh, and. Uh, didn't really ever want to ever settle down for quite some time. And after I met her, you know, stuff started happening and everything. And I had two two good friends that uh, one met her and sat me outside and goes, so you're serious? And I was like, I mean, yeah, I mean, she's, she's cool. And I still was like, yeah, she's cool. I was like, yeah. And he's like, no, dude, you kind of should. Uh, this is kind of the one. Like, she's kind of straightened you out a little bit. And I'm like, you think? And I didn't realize yeah. it. 
vision of a person that I already had. And then uh, later down the road, like just a couple months, met with my other, one of my best friends and their connection. They call each other husband and wife. He said, they say that, uh, he goes, that should be my wife, but it's yours. That's fine. You, you yeah. Can- <laughs> <laughs> and I, I love, I love the connection of that. So you saying that's really nice to hear because that means that like everything mm-hmm. on that is that much more solid. This isn't no like, oh, he's my friend kind of deal. That, that's your yeah. brother. That's yeah. 100 oh, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And there, there's almost a jealousy sometimes with your with your good friend because you did everything together, and then this girl comes in, and you know that time's getting taken away. And I've been through that. Yeah. And it's nice when they realize, okay, he's not just staying with her because, you know, he just wants something from yeah. her. It's actually serious, and I can understand why he's away. It, it, you, it's nice when you have you can tell when they yeah. understand as well. And yeah. and and when your close friend can get to know this person and say she's not just with him because of xyz that you could potentially see as a as a you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. oh for sure now i I got a question for you uh shane real quick this is uh this is from travis if you want to pull this up travis's favorite favorite guy in the chat Keeper, yeah, I, I, was, I was gonna address it because Crip's thrown that up there like two or three times. So yeah. Keeper asked, <laughs> Travis, Red Rocket, Postal Travis, can you now ask Mr. Graham why there are not any more barefooted kickers anymore, or was it all just a phase? Okay, uh, you want me to keep the short answer or yeah, short answer. If it, I mean, short answer, liability reasons, you can't do it. The, the rules, the rules don't allow it. Mm. Do you want to- I was going to say playing. Is that mainly because the owners don't want to pay if you break your toes? I was about well, to say, I- <laughs> yeah. You know, h- however you want to look at it, um, you know, I- I'll give you the detailed answer now. Um, Hell yeah, we're picking getting- shoes and the technology of the shoes that guys can wear now are so. Like, I wear a shoe that's two sizes too small. Let me. Let me yep. correct. I wore a shoe that was two okay. sizes. Too small. I went. I went uh, size too small when I played soccer. Yeah, and yeah. and then you then you stretch it to like mold, oh, to mold to <laughs> so relatable. You and Shane are just like you're just like Shane. Hey, we're we're the same, right? Yeah. yeah. So so honestly, <laughs> like just the other day, like three four days ago, I hit a, a 55 yarder barefoot just. T- taking my shoe and sock off and hit it when I was doing working with someone that I was training. Um, and my feet are numb. I don't feel it. And people who kick, Mm. it's not that your bare foot hurts when you hit it. You just get so used to it that, yeah, it's a sting, but you can't be a sissy your whole life. Right. So, um, So you can still kick in the NFL if you're kicking 55 yards. Uh, no, <laughs> I could not prolong the the uh, the soreness that happens without being training and all that kind of stuff myself. There, there's something that happens when you reach a certain age, right? With your body, you just go into the contract that I'm not making tackles. There's there's something that happened with me, and that was that I stopped training and I got out of shape. And when I got into coaching, I mean, I gained like 40, 50 pounds, and I worked some of it off. But it's like you can you just, just look like Randy Bullock. That's fine. Oh, come on. <laughs> She's a good friend of mine. Come on. Um, but Stinger. Oh, moving on. Oh, he's never coming back. <laughs> um, so, uh, so, so what I was saying is 
one, it's illegal. You can't do it. It's not within the rules. Two, um, the cleats on the bottom of your feet serve a lot of purpose in your drive and power to the ball and through the ball. So your bare foot is just going to slip. So it just doesn't make sense. So, mm-hmm. yes, it was a phase because somebody did it one time, Tony Franklin. Um, shit, I, I – I could There's imagine kicking in cold weather, like in like late December. That yeah, be you know, nuts. Mm-hmm. and you deal with those things, and it's just stupid. Like you do it because you want your foot to have the most feel on the ball, but really, the shoes you can wear now, you can get it just as close of a feeling to your foot, but you can put cleats on the bottom of it, and you can protect your foot from the elements. So. The whole gimmicky thing that happened back then just it phased out and the, the the statistics for the guys who did it, there's nothing that says that there's some sort of science behind it being better because every year it, it generational growth has gotten better, you know. Like it's mm-hmm. just, you know, the best kickers now. I when I was in my middle of my career at Cincinnati, I was between number one and number two and all-time most accurate kickers in the NFL, I've already fallen out of the top ten because every year somebody new pops into the top ten, and I just keep getting bumped back. So It reminds me, I just went to uh, last weekend, I was camping, and we went to Amish country, and I saw a bunch of Amish people not wearing shoes, and I go, how in actual hell are they walking on this stone like no other, just, just going about their way? So then when you're talking about you're not did, were you never a kid or did you live in a bubble? No, 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 no. There's a difference between kid feet walking on stone sometimes, you know, you just get through it, or just like they're just strolling mm-hmm. on a stone path, just enjoying like there had to be one pointing up that just hit them the wrong way and they didn't even feel it. And I'm like, how the hell? You gotta you yeah. gotta you never ran across a gravity. callus, man. They just built up the callus on the bottom. I was, most, I was about to say it's it's the difference between 40 pounds of weight on your feet like my kids versus 205 pounds of weight on your feet. Yeah, that's a lot of that's a lot of walking on that. I'm not What are you drinking now? What is that? That's vodka. Yeah. This is uh Oh no, gin. This is uh Everybody gets close. Vodka, I knew it. I had it right the first time. I can't even read it. It's, it's a vodka. something it's family reserve vodka. Oh, okay. I thought maybe it was the uh, that gin, the airport is it airport or airplane gin for uh, Deadpool. What's the guy's name? Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds says, "Yeah, See, I you got know, not that a, one, Derek. Don't worry, I got the name for you on that one." I'm not a gin drinker, by the way. I don't remember. Was it uh, who's the guy that just asked that question about the uh, the bare feet? Uh, Crip. Crip okay, so Crip Keeper. The Crip Keeper, <laughs> Crip Keeper, Crip Keeper. Uh, trust me, it's not the alcohol. That's just me with the whatever. Uh, I think he asked really early in the show. Shit, I just forgot. Something. I, oh, he asked the- me if I was drinking a Tom Collins. No. Yes. I have not had a Tom Collins since like my junior year of college when I thought I was going to be fancy and order a cocktail instead of just liquor or beer. And no, I do not drink gin. I've not had gin since 2000. 
since 1990. Aviation gin. Yep, that's it. It's like the original alcohol. 98. Well, Shane, I do know a friend of ours was, she's supposed to be introducing us to a, uh, I guess it's called a Dirty Shirley. Have you ever had one of those before? Is this a drink or? A this is a drink. Yeah, Christine on Twitter. She's she's a hey, good friend of the show. Yeah, she's she's, uh, she's supposed to be introducing us to a Dirty Shirley, which I've never heard before. But I I don't know what's what's involved with it. Oh God, like a Shirley Temple, but dirty. What's a Shirley mm-hmm. Temple like? All sugar. That, yeah, yeah. It's it's one of her favorite drinks. I was hoping she would be in the in the chat right now, but it doesn't look like she is. But. Yeah. Are you going to the Thursday night game, Shane? I missed that when I was uh, doing stuff. My plan is to go at least to Willie's uh, induction into the Ring of Honor. So third that Thursday uh, night game, okay. Is, is that a Thursday night game? Yeah, that's a Thursday night okay. game. Okay. Yeah. That's going to be the whiteout. The whiteout oh, yeah. game. It so is. I'll make sure I have your bottle of bourbon. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I'm excited about that. That's the, the foolproof, right? Yeah. N- yes. No, that was the um, Will It Rye. Oh, or did I just? Oh, now he sounds. <laughs> did I just push you into a foolproof? I have a full. I have an extra larceny. I do Good have job, an extra. Shane. Good job. I, I do have an extra one. So. Oh. Uh, no, 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 no. I I appreciate anything <laughs> you give me. I appreciate anything you give me. Sorry, so, I'll bring the foolproof for like three autographs. No. <laughs> dude, dude, dude. Uh, literally, like I don't, I don't care. It's, it's. I appreciate anything. Um. Yeah, I plan to get yeah. there like at noon on uh, that yeah, Thursday. So you, yeah, so you're going to be there too, Shane. Yeah, I'm going to be there. Yeah, I. Uh, I. Dude, we, the the I only got thing I there. need to do is, and I don't think I even need to get a hotel because I've got Frosty. So. Uh, yeah. And I'm. I'll drive. Like I'm not even going to fly there. So. Oh, we got disco. So, probably. Oh, Dale's in. Is somebody calling? Shane, I was going to say, before we get completely messed up, we wanted to do a video. Is Dale trying to have a sale? (laughs) We wanted to do a giveaway on the show today. Um, If you wanted to, to, we're going to do a trivia question for. It it may take another half an hour before anyone gets the correct answer. So, yeah, we were going to cap this at two hours. We're an hour and a half in. So, uh, we're we're going to do a giveaway, a Bengals and Brews. The OG logo brought to you by Who Day Joe. Um, that one right there. So, Shane, if you want to give them the question, and then the first person to guess the question, the answer, gets this uh, gets this, this T-shirt. Okay. So, not only what day, but what was significant about that day, and also what was my first field goal in my NFL career – and how far was it? Oh man, I don't know. There you go. Everybody, you can, everybody, you can, at least, storm right off you can at least get how far was it? Wikipedia. How Here far it comes. was it? <laughs> now, if it tie, we'll say when. Did you just see the viewership just drop halfway? Everybody just <laughs> Google real quick, right? Yeah. Oh, since so James on it. 43 yards. Good. I mean, good guess. I guess 38 before the show started. And that I'd was say wrong. 27. Also incorrect. Well, Just, I shot. mean, that's the hints we're giving. Yeah. That's it. That's Plus it. Plus or minus. Stop over, looking over, at Over under up. 30. Over under 30. I should see more guesses with numbers, not 
Again, okay. 47 yards. Cripps is in it. I'll is that say, right? No, it's incorrect. I'll give you an over under 50. Yeah. Hey. No. I'm going to tell you this right now. Under 50. It's under 50. <laughs> yeah. Buffalo Bill. Uh, wow, you looked it up. He no, cheated. No, no, listen, listen. Oh, Tyler can't oh, be wrong. There we go. Tyler's Tyler, right. Tyler gets the yardage. Gets the yardage. I was close when I said 27. T- tell me, tell me. How. I knew it had to be a chip shot. Said I guess. Uh, <laughs> what day? What day? Ivo Mania, four one one. Oh, Tyler, God love you. September twenty first. Was that? Was, yeah. it, was that as he's already on the Wikipedia page. Or the stat, NFL stats of Shane Graham is probably. I'm on Wikipedia. It don't. It doesn't have it on there. I bet NFL stats for former players Shane Graham on. 12, oh, look 9, at this. Yeah, is that correct, Shane? Man, who would have known that TikTok sensation himself would be good at doing uh, computer stuff? This guy wins. <laughs> My boy Tyler. Wait, 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 wait. What's significant about that day? It's the day I lost my virginity, guys. <laughs> God. Oh, nine. It's your birthday. There it is. Yep. Connor, it I can't believe we haven't seen your shirt already, but yeah, that's it'll, true. It'll it'll be in the mail um Monday. Versus no. the Panthers. He's okay. even got the team. Yep, yep. What so hash? What hash? Right. Hash. Oh my Come God. on, Tyler. You got one opportunity against, here against your old team. No, right or left hash, one or the I other. Already, I'm going right. I can already see Tyler over there on the other side. He's like, oh. What hash do you prefer, oh, Shane? <laughs> That's exactly how Tyler is. Oh, man. Ne- uh, neither one. Doesn't matter. Oh, nice answer. <laughs> Good job, Tyler. Hell yeah. Well, psychologically, you can't have a left. Break. Oh my God! He pulled up the freaking video on YouTube. I guarantee. He it. must have. Holy shit! <laughs> he got every answer correct. I didn't know that you could look that up. Maybe that's my my naivety. Hey, whatever. Hey, Tyler, your job for tonight: find Frosty Rucker's sack against Brett Favre and the Jets. <laughs> since, since you found that, that is your you job. You gotta find the picture. Tyler has homework. What's the uh, what's the uh, the photo service that has the watermark on it, but you can never like download them without paying for them? Getty Images. Getty, Getty, yeah. That's I how I. Uh, it, look, Crip Keeper confirm my game used. No question. I'm ready this time. Give me another question. Hey, we've got more shirts. You you want to do another one, Shane? Yeah. You got another trivia. Yeah. You guys want to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So, I don't give uh, two fucks. Do I look like a person that gives two fucks? I don't you give two fucks. He doesn't have sleeves. He needs shirts to be given. No. Yeah. Somebody <laughs> send me a shirt with sleeves this time. Hey, preferably. Hey, I've got, I've got that tank top. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm but Shane, I got you off them guns. You put some respect on that tank top. Dale looks like he just mowed his yard in 95-degree weather, and he's getting ready to just finally cool down. I did that at noon. And possibly <laughs> kidnap somebody in a van with no windows with candy inside. <laughs> oh, I'm just kidding, Lord. Dale. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Pew, 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 I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But uh, 
But yeah, he was they, like, Shane, he was cool. Got, until that. You got another trivia question you wanted to ask? I thought Shane was my best friend, and then he just came at me like that. I'm like, <laughs> I thought that was I'm reevaluating my whole life. I thought that was oh, no, you missed you. You did that wrong. This is my best friend. You, we have the matching. We have the matching. We we connect that way. We connect. You you live closest to him, and you have. I'm gonna dye once. my hair red for the next time Shane's on. You haven't once <laughs> met up with him. I am, Dale. <laughs> You're not that busy that you can't make time for Shane Graham. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, Shane. Shane already offered the extension for it, but if I yeah, and you were like, no, I'll just go hang out with some other podcast guys in Minnesota. Fuck Shane Graham. That's what you said, <laughs> word for word. <laughs> oh no! Hey, that's a subtle flex right there, right? Derek, stop. We're not doing any subtle flexes tonight. Just post a post a graphic. Come on, man. Just post. Oh my god, Derek, <laughs> give me a hand job. Will you give me a hand job? We'll talk after the show. What is this? Where's the pew pews? Where's the pew pews? That's all it gets. That was a last time I thought. Derek, will you give me a hand job? Oh man, I want no part of this conversation. Jesus Christ! I I do love the. uh, (laughs) I do love the Clark Harris silhouette. I love that. Oh yeah. Which I was going to tell Dale. I don't know if you guys want to introduce. There goes Clark. the internet. Oh no! Hey, there's the winner right there. <laughs> hey, the oh, winner! Hey. I finally get a shirt. Did you cheat, Tyler? Did you cheat? Pro football reference is where I got it from. <laughs> <laughs> but the but the I think they get the was... shirt then, right? You should donate the shirt to them. <laughs> yeah. The hardest uh, that the, the, the hash part was a was a total guess though, but I always felt like uh, for Shane, obviously being a right footed kicker, you always wanted to be on the left hash, pushing middle. But that was just again total. He guess. doesn't care because he was that fucking good, Tyler. Fair, no, well, very fair. I mean, uh, honestly, no coach, unless it's a game winner, a head coach may have the thought, "What hash do you prefer to be on?" Uh, any kicker with worth any salt or any nuts at all will uh, will say, I don't care. Now, if there's wind involved, yes, there is a little bit of play in that. But for the most part, Jesus. if you have a preference, and let's just say it's supposed that the, the coach wants to get it to the right hash, okay, and it doesn't get there. You know, he scrambles or gets sacked or whatever. You never want to have the mindset of, oh, shit, I don't have my favorite spot. Then you create yourself in this disadvantage, right? So you've already kind of set yourself up to lose. So I never found, and scientifically, when you look at the geometry and the physics of kicking a football, right hash, left hash, there's not one thing different. I don't care if you're right-footed, left-footed, whatever. It's bullshit. And <laughs> let me also throw in, every time the announcer says you've got to kick it lower for a long field goal, he's also full of shit. He doesn't know what he's talking about. You so. talk your shit, Shane. You talk your <laughs> shit. Oh, you let man. Know. You let him know. <clears throat> and then you put down Shane. the whole glass. God, Shane. Real quick, I was going to ask Golly, you. Speaking Shane. Of, speaking of uh, long field goals and stuff, did you see the video of uh, our boy Evan McPherson kicking the sixty-five yarder? Oh, who yeah. do you think? Who do you think taught him how to fucking kick the no, ball no, in the no, first no, place? No, 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 no. 
No, Evan, Evan <laughs> did do that shit before I ever met him. Uh, also, welcome back, Megan Little Whitney. Hey. Hey. Hi, everybody, bro. How are you? I'm putting in a new clear ball. A new clear ball. <laughs> Shane, <laughs> Shane, I do have a, I do have a question for you, and, and this kind of stems back to uh, the Packers game this year when Crosby and uh, Evan were going back and forth on field goals. It, it just didn't seem like either one of them could get um, uh, their, at their accuracy down. Uh, obviously, you've kicked at Paul Brown Stadium for years. Is there is there something weird as far as the air maybe coming off uh, the Ohio River that you know well, messes with? Uh, okay, so I'll, I'll just say this. First off, rivers do not create air or wind. Um, when you know the jet stream typically brings wind from the west, that's that has a lot to do with where it plays. I don't think the Ohio River has a large enough valley to funnel wind through the river. But I will say some stadiums I've played in, one side or the other does tend to create more of a little bit of a vortex of wind coming in one side from the other. Um, Whatever wind patterns come through that game, it was fairly strong. Like, like the, the wind that day was difficult. And it reminds me of 2008, I believe, Philadelphia, the, the tie game where, yeah. okay, so I missed a 47-yarder on maybe the last play of the game, and we ended in a tie. And that was when Donovan McNabb was like, all right, we'll just play the second overtime. And and, and we're like, no shit, the game's over. Um, that was a very – maybe it's a 46-yarder from the right hash. But either way, it was a tricky win. And mm-hmm. I think that both guys that game dealt with it because it's just – sometimes you hit a ball perfect and it just – the wind takes it. And, and however it happens, it happens. And I think, you know, Evan is such a strong, powerful ball striker that, you know, the wind just took it just enough. And, mm-hmm. you know, if they're kicking in a dome, game over. Yeah. But, you know, it, it kind of is what it is. <laughs> hey, Shane, I got a question I for you. My clear ball. I went all the way up just to get one. Oh, for you. sorry. <laughs> sorry. You know, he, he put me on the clear so ball. So, Shane, settled it. Settle the debate once and for all. Which division in the NFL is traditionally the hardest to kick in, and why is it the AFC North? Go ahead. <laughs> why? Which is the hardest, and why is it the AFC North? Uh, I mean, it, it, it is the it AFC is. North. Yeah, I agree. It is the AFC North, and I think it is because. So, like, individually, you could say Buffalo is hard. Yes, very hard. All right. New England could be hard. If if the weather times up that day, yes, it could be a hard place to play. But then you got Miami, and then you've got, uh, uh, you know, whatever, Meadowlands or wherever the hell mm-hmm. the Jets play. Um not perfect, but definitely not even in the top like half of difficulty, in my opinion. So 
Cincinnati Stadium, I think, is is probably in the middle. I'm, I'm not going to say it's the hardest place because I definitely played in harder places to play. And, you know, if I ever had a game that wasn't my best game and weather was a factor, then that's still, that's on me. But Pittsburgh, I do feel, is a very hard place to kick a football. Mm-hmm. And, and props to Jeff Reed, who kicked very successfully there for a long time. And props to Sean Swissom, who kicked there very successfully for a long time. And props to Boswell. Is he still there? Who's there? Mm-hmm. Yes, it's it, Boswell. Okay, and props to him because all three of those guys, I felt like the long the, the overall body of work was really good for, for the conditions they had. And, and honestly, for Jeff Reed, they had such shitty grass that mm-hmm. like, good for him. Um, Cleveland, one of the hardest wins I've ever played. That's probably one game where if – when I talked to Darren before the game and I'm, he's like, how far can we go going this direction? I'm like, coach, actually, no, I never called him coach. I said, Darren, if we don't get across the 15 yard line, I don't know if we can kick one. And I remember like trying to kick a 33 yard field goal in pregame, which is snapped from the 15 yard line mm-hmm. that went short. I mean, the wind was just coming from that dog pound in, and it was, you know, maybe gusting 40, 40 miles an hour. I don't know. And then Baltimore, like, I never really played in horrible conditions in Baltimore, but I knew that it could get, it could get there to a degree. And, but, but to me, between Pittsburgh, Cleveland, and, and Cincinnati, you look at the designs of those stadiums, and every one of those stadiums had this unsymmetrical, like weird shape to them. They created this unpredictable havoc with the wind. And that's I was going to ask because we have it, it is off kilter, and then there's two open ends to the stadium. Yeah. And so yeah. on a normal day, okay, whatever. But if there is a weird wind pattern, doesn't that? add to like the swirl or something like make yeah, it so, predictable so i mean real, real quick guys, sorry i don't mean to interrupt you shane but this little one's going flag, to bed throw the, flag, throw the flag throw the flag hey this little one's about to go to bed and throw the just, fucking flag to say hi to everybody so i told her she could so you watch, look hi, at watch your bye, mouth there's a little one on there hello bro how are you going to throw the flag on a child travis <laughs> It's ruthless. Not to, not to mention right. the flag, right. but throw the F bomb right. with the flag. Hey. <laughs> you know who your father is? Hi, Ashley. Hello. Hi, Ashley. <laughs> she got kicked off. Whatever. Yeah. Oh. I, I don't, there's no way that that is not a, a known term by now. Okay. Oh well, well, go anyway. ahead, Shane. Um, what was I saying? I forget. Jesus. You were talking about the stadium setup. It was off kilter. And the oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Twirling with. So when you look at the, uh, you know, like the, the, the main grandstands and the main grandstands, those are equal. You know, like those are those are like symmetrical. But you look in each end zone and there's a difference between the gaps and the openings, the scoreboard. Like one scoreboard is right in the middle. <laughs> one scoreboard is off to the left. So those inefficiencies create 
just a, a weird pattern of wind. Uh, Heinz Field, same, what, what, wait, what do they call it now? Uh, Akersher? Yeah, what is it? Did I say that right? Okay, so. so you were trivia man over there earlier. You might as well look that up, too. It's, okay. it's like Akersher or something like okay, that. Okay, so, so Jerkoff Stadium, they have yeah. one end where scoreboard's right in the middle, but it's very open, you know, like it's, it's, it doesn't go up very high, all that kind of stuff. The other end, you know, it's almost kind of like a horseshoe, if you want to call it that, to a degree. Um, Cleveland has a very similar vibe where, like, one end goes around a little bit farther, then the other end has bigger openings in, like, the corners. It's this really weird – it doesn't make sense, but it's almost like – like very predictable, like there were patterns and, 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 and like habitual patterns for the wind, but, and, and almost if the wind was different. So like, I always looked at the radar and saw like the direction of the wind, all this stuff, the day before the game, day of the game, all that kind of stuff. Uh, it almost still seemed to blow the same inside the stadium. And it felt like from the sideline we were on to our right was always in our face and to our left was always at our back. And sometimes even if it was at your back, it could be hard over your left shoulder to the right, which means you have to learn, like you got to, you have to understand how sailing works because if the ball's going and you aim a little bit left, but it's with you, it's going to go longer and it's not going to fade as much. But if it's in your face, it would actually, but also to the right, you have to aim more left because it's actually going to direct it more to the right because of the, the, the in-your-face force. And the whole situation of like understanding how to judge that and when the wind's at your back going the other direction, when it's going to the left over your right shoulder or coming in your face over your left shoulder, like all these variables that play into it, you have to trust your judgment and trust all these things and sometimes you get it right and sometimes you don't. And yeah. it is a very like, you have to trust your process of how you evaluate it during pregame warmup. And then during the game, you have to make a decision before you start to like gather your target line and you have to stick with it. Cause if you're out, if you're out there guessing as you're about to like get ready to kick, then it becomes like, impossible and you're you're yeah. poking and hoping i just i remember um mcafee talking about this a little bit once this is like a year ago and he was saying that the afc north as far as like a collection of stadiums yeah is crazy difficult like your difficulty level if that's where you get drafted as a kicker like good luck chuck like yeah it's, it's your difficulty level just got higher because we don't have warm weather stadiums we don't have domes in our not division you know like and it's it you know it's cold weather climates in and, and, actually, season, so. and we went from ha well no never mind i i was gonna say we went from having one turf not me um, i was gonna ask because, so, i'm so sorry i'm sorry so is wind like your worst enemy or is field conditions just as bad? Like can a bad field condition be more of a nightmare than wind um, or does it come into play more often than wind? Cause wind can 
when when be whatever but field condition when is ultimately the worst and that's why for me chicago was one of the toughest places to play because not only would it be windy and and part of our job as a kicker is to understand how to project a trajectory with the wind but the hardest thing to truly understand of is the field conditions because the the grass in Chicago stadium and, and used to be Pittsburgh, but they've done a good job. I'll give them this. They've done a good job of preserving that field a little better than they have in the past. But Mm -hmm. when you don't have sure footing, that is hard. And then you add the wind on top of it. That makes it really difficult. And so Chicago, like, and here's the thing. You look at the wind or, or the wind in pregame warmups, and you start to make your judgments and you're like, okay, this is my target line. I'm going to aim at this when I'm on this part of the field, this part of the field. I'm going to aim at, you know, section 203 mezzanine two, like the number or the, the scoreboard, like the letter of Bud Light. Like I always aimed at like one of the letters of Bud Light when I would kick at, uh, you know, at Paul Brown, you know, at one end of the stadium. But when you play on a field where the grass is super soggy and could give, that creates a whole new variable where you actually have to start to change your approach to the ball to be like more weight over your feet and less powerful drive to the ball and less of a backswing, less, less, of, less of any inertia to the ball because you have a tendency to slip at that point because the ground is really soft. So when you play that into the fact that there's wind involved and then how much is your plant foot moving inside when you plant compared to where your foot, say your foot's supposed to hit here, but then it hits over here because your foot, your plant foot slid in. Like total flex that he even has Blanton's by the way. Nobody else does. (laughs) Can't get my hands on a bottle. (laughs) Uh, Sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. Um, but, you know, like the, the fact that there's all these variables in there, it's still your job to make the kick. And I completely understood that when I played. And that was part of the challenge. And to be honest, the worse the conditions, the more psychologically I felt like I don't have anything to lose here because. If I miss, maybe someone, maybe most people would be like, especially like in a snowstorm, whatever, like, well, hell, it's snowing. You can't expect him to make that. So to me, that was like, well, this is where I'm going to thrive because when I make this, they're going to feel like he did something special. And for me, it was like, I just did my job. I just, I I knew what I was going to do and I I believed in my process. But, you know, it's the mentality of being able to fight through the temptation to give yourself an excuse to, to make an excuse. And, um, you know, it's so mental. Yeah. It's, it's, it's very mental. You know, the the seven inches between your ears are more important than any other inches, no matter what anybody says. So um, (laughs) I'm talking about kicking guys, get the hell out of here. (laughs) That is what she said though. Seriously. (laughs) She did say that. (laughs) She did say that. (laughs) <laughs> so so you know Evan really really well yes so what would you say if you had to say like top three qualities like what's th- 
three things that make him like as special as he is and gave him the rookie season that he had in your All right. mind. Um, I'll go. I'll go top three uh, descending. So I'll I'll finish with what I think makes him the best. Um, okay. Probably the third thing would be the fact that I feel like he was very fundamentally sound and he understood the fundamentals that were taught to him and he had a belief in them. So he bought into it with his work ethic and his drive that created the structure for how he works and how he went about kicking the ball. Uh, two, physical ability. He's a very fast twitch, explosive kicker. And that is something that, yes, you can train it, but if you don't have it, you can't get it. And he has oh. it. Uh, I mean, his brother's also a very talented kicker, much, much younger, much smaller version of him but is also was one of the top recruiting kickers in the country last year. Uh, he committed they, to Auburn, correct? Auburn, yes. Yeah. So the fact that they, they, they both have this natural, super twitchy, quick twitch, explosive uh, muscle fiber reaction to any of their movements gives them that like explosion through the ball to get the, the inertia, the velocity, the, the everything that they get. Um, and the number one is his mental makeup. And I don't know if it's the fact that he matured early enough to like mentally, because mental and physical maturity are two different things. I'm yeah. 45 and my wife is <coughs> years younger than me and she's way more mature than I am. But um, not surprised. <clears throat> it's, it's a guy. It's a guy thing. It's a guy thing. But, but what I'm saying is, is, is Evan must have matured mentally way before a lot of other people did. And, and whether it was matured with his processing of the athletic skill that he does or whatever, but he figured out, I can't dwell over things that aren't perfect. I can't, sit and worry about things I haven't done yet. So if he misses one in practice, if he misses one in a game, um, I feel like he handles it so well that he doesn't like start to like snowball and get worse. And, you know, that was some of the stuff that I worked with him because I'd never changed a single thing he did with the way he kicked the ball. I, I did not. Oh, wow. Did not dare do that. Okay. When I worked with him. And he was already very mentally mature and savvy with what he was doing. Um, the only thing I ever did with him was give him examples of all the crap I went through and all the, the good decisions I did and how I worked with them and all the bad decisions I did and how I learned from them. And, and really experience. You tried to give him your experience. Yes. That's awesome. Okay. Yeah. But he had such a foundation that, I mean, who knows if he never met me and I never coached him with him in Florida, he could be exactly where he is. Things can be the same. I don't know that, but his mental makeup is what makes him, in my opinion, so good at what he's able well, to do. Well, I don't, I'm not a kick expert. <laughs> Obviously I didn't play in the NFL, you know, 
But I, I will say there's something to that. <laughs> Why are you guys laughing? I'm laughing at Shane's reaction. I just saw your name. Haters, haters. Oh. But anyways. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I did but, too. <laughs> but what I'm saying is you you a lot of coaches would mess with his kicking. They'd say, I know more than you. I played in the NFL. I'm going to tweak this or tweak that. And you were smart enough and, um, you know, talented enough to be like, I don't need to change the physical stuff. Like, yeah. I think that's a big thing. Like, mm-hmm. a lot of coaches would do it just so they could then take credit and be like, I tweaked this tiny little thing, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Well, you know, and, and, and that's the difference between maybe someone who wanted to live vicariously through someone else and and someone, ah, I, this doesn't sound right. I don't want to say it like that. No, I, no, I see what you're saying. Mm-hmm. You don't have to live through his dream because you did it. Yeah. You know? Right. Yeah, so, you made it. <laughs> and and I will, like like I said, I, I cannot and will not take any credit for his physical ability. And right. I'll, yeah. even, I'll even say that mentally he was very good and, and is amazing. So I don't know that I can take credit for anything, to be honest with you. But um, you didn't change are, any. You didn't change anything in his swing in his stance and no, his setup and his nothing because you're like dude you've already got it and i, I think yeah, sometimes it up. takes a good coach to do that to well, be like some, sometimes and, you just need that yeah. mental reassurance i understood my role was yeah. to be a supplement not you know like not someone that's there or whatever and and when you know that you can learn someone and understand their baseline of the best version of themselves and then anytime they ever veer off the best version of themselves, you help keep them back on that straight line. And, and that was really all I wanted to do. And, um, you know, I know, I know some coaches out there that work for some colleges that they're like, Oh, well, I, I, I made this guy do this. And I made yeah. this. Shut exactly. Them. You know, like well, I, I hate that shit. It is an ego thing, right? Like, yeah, yeah. You know, it's a hundred percent. What it is. Yeah, you want to feel like, well, yeah, he's great, but there's obviously I can do something to make him better, you know, and sometimes that's not what they need. But I wanted to um, see, like, James just asked what your favorite bourbon is, so maybe that's what we really need to know. (laughs) I Um, see. Shane, I'm (laughs) Um, You know what? Uh, If I said I had a favorite to where when I was drinking it I truly could taste like something it, it really has to be the first drink of the day for me to truly appreciate it and is he using a wired phone <laughs> I think he just had his charger in yeah oh, I think so okay I hope he comes <laughs> in on a landline I swear he's, he's the youngest person in this group I don't think he has a landline <laughs> He's got the Zach Morris first original <laughs> cell phone, you know. Is he like the one with the lamp? Circular dial. <laughs> yeah, the dial. Hey, uh, asshole! Well, I'm charging my phone. I'm trying to make sure it's good because there was a storm coming through. I just didn't know, but Dale wanted to throw me in while I look like I'm suspicious as hell. I, I, mute, I muted you, so your conversation. You muted me, but showed me like this, asshole. <laughs> of course, I'm not a complete nice person. Oh, I. <laughs> 
All right, my adult ADD kicked in. What was I talking about? Uh, Balls. Whitney, you're on mute. First drink of the day, your favorite bourbon. Oh, um. Sorry. It's hard for me because I've never truly done a comparison taste test where I've, you know, like, whatever. Um, Yes, I like the Blanton's. It's great. I think it's a novelty. Um, I like Buffalo Trace. I think it's a novelty. I like Eagle Rare. I think it's a novelty. I like Eller, uh, Weller. I think it's a novelty. Um, the one where I've tasted it and I'm like, damn, that really tastes better. Watch it's- him say Red Stag or some bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Jim Beam! No. Uh- <laughs> You're, it's all above my pay grade as I sip on my Miller Lights over here. Fighting cock! Uh, I guess this is a good time to. I guess this is a good time to do fireball. another Jaeger bomb. Huh? Yeah, classic. Yeah, no. Um, I would say uh, Breckenridge take, uh, pork cask. You take the Jaeger. Uh, you're just you're just trying. What, Shane? Say that again. Breckenridge pork cask. Okay. And 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 it's. You know, it's nothing crazy expensive. It's nothing like allocated, hard to get, anything like that. I just remember the first time I tasted, I was like, "Damn, that tastes really good." You take and, the monster, uh, <laughs> pour it in with the agar. I've also <laughs> got to admit that I don't know that my palate is discernible enough with bourbon yet to just like swirl it around. Say like down the hatch. Are we getting so, mansplained so, a Yanger bomb here? Yeah, we are 100%. I just tuned them so out. So like red wine, like red wine, I have a better palate to tell you like certain red wines that I like versus certain red. And, but bourbon, I'm, I'm actually like still a little bit of like a, like a freshly, like I like just lost my virginity like a year and a half ago with like enjoying Same. bourbon. So. You're a novice. You're a novice. I'm a novice. There's nothing yeah. wrong with that. Novice. It's fine. Yeah. Fine. So Elijah Craig barrel proof is that a thing? Or Weller twelve years? And I like it. So. I do like it. I just don't know that I know how to discern. Like, oh wow, this is better than something else I just had. I'm at the so, point where I'll be honest. I'm going to give you a tip. I'm going to give you a tip from just um, the tip, Whitney. Just the I'm tip. Just, Here's just the tip from Whitney. (laughs) New segment. New New segment. segment. We just created it. Here's the screen card for it. I don't know. Um, So what you're supposed to do is pour. It's got to come in from the side scale. Pour pour some bourbon in a glass. Neat. No rocks. Yeah. Yeah, For your first taste. And then pour. Hold on. Pour (laughs) one drop or two. One drop or two of water in it and let it open up kind of like you would a wine, right? And then swirl it around, smell it first. I've never put water in wine. Sip it and not in wine. Well, I know, but I mean, open up. You let a wine open up, right? When yeah. You swirl it and all that, let yeah, it breathe. Yeah. You do that with the bourbon, but you, let you the open it up. Out of it. You put, yeah, you put a couple drops of water in a neat glass of bourbon and it opens up all of that. The oils in it and all of it kind of come to life. Like the, and like- then, like the equal part of like letting letting ice melt a little bit in it, but you keep well, it. Well, but no, don't put it in ice. Pour it neat and just a couple, just for your first. 
or sip. If you prefer it over ice, drink after it. I'm just saying if you want to start tasting stuff, that's how you taste okay. it. And segment done. Whitney, were you just mansplaining Shane Cram? Just the tip. I was helping a novice. I was just helping a novice. Hey, I, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. If I was trying to kick something right now, like your ass, I would be asking him pointers for it, all right? <laughs> like how I get the most trajectory of my foot up your... So, so really, if you're going to kick his ass... Yeah. Here we go. Sure, are you right foot or left footed? Right. Okay, so make sure you turn your left heel completely to the side so you can get the most hip turn to kick his ass. I love it. Yeah. This is all Almost I needed from this segment forward. tonight. Almost I think Captain would actually agree with me if he was here because he would understand the the, the, the hip turn and the, and the foot placement of being able to do that. I'm going to practice this okay. later tonight. With, so Whitney, when are you coming to Cincinnati again? As soon as that kick is perfected. <laughs> I'm going to be out of town that weekend. <laughs> yeah, me too. Uh, but I'm going to make sure Matt's there for you. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Bengals and bourbon that was on earlier, Shane. You you know Matt a little bit. He's up to get some of the bourbon, but uh, yeah, he, he's uh, he's been going in on our fantasy football trash talk on Wit's mom. Pay him. He's been. It's, it's not. Wait, crazy. what? Yeah, he's been. Yeah, he's been saying a lot of things. He's hitting on my mom, dude. I mean. He's Shooting a shot with my mom, my mother. You played She's a very kid. attractive lady. I don't know. She's too good for him. I know she's <laughs> All right, guys, we've done about two hours. I appreciate this so much. Uh, Shane, I really do hope we can link up for a game. And I want to say this before we get off here. Shane's honestly somebody, me personally, that I have messaged and talked to about some things that I shouldn't. And he's a—he's uh, honestly, I consider him a friend at this point, man. I, I, I see it the same way. Absolutely. God, so, get a room. <laughs> it, it, anything to promote so awesome. everybody. We got Elite Winning Solutions by my elite friend, Shane Graham. Shane, tell them where they can reach you. Elite. Ooh. Ooh. Elite Vodka. Wait, let me just get a little. That is not where they reach you. You're not at the end of the bottle. <laughs> oh, he will, he will be soon. Just give him time, Dale. I thought that was a prompt to like take another drink. Um, no, uh, www.elitewinningsolutions.com at EWS mentality. There might be an underscore. There may be a dash. I don't know. There's a couple different things, but at EWS mentality on many social media platforms. But um, anything from helping with your coaching special teams to your team, whether you're high school level, whether you're college level, NFL, USFL, XFL, to private lessons, group lessons, uh, snapping, punting, kicking, returning. If, you, if you're a, a guy in college or high school that wants to understand the principles of playing special teams in order to help your chances when you get in the NFL – as a coverage player, as a protection player, as a return player, everywhere across the board. I love football. I love special teams. And I want to do as much as I can to help you uh, when it comes to the fees with everything that I do for my business. I am very, very flexible from 
whatever I can do to help to. And it can be a group rate. Like it could be a whole high school. It could be a whole group. Of oh, yeah. Kids, you yeah. know, I mean, I mean, I'll be honest with you. Um, you know, I, I do understand that my time is valuable and mm-hmm. my qualifications plus my time is valuable to me and my family. All of those come into play, but yet there are times when if we have a conversation, I had help along the way. And it's not just about making money. It's about helping people. So people Hell yeah, Shane. Hell yeah. Round of applause for Shane. That's a bruv. Well, That's a bruv right there. You know, he's going to help you get to where you want to be. Evan McPherson won't be nothing without him. So don't no, let no, anyone no, tell no, you no, otherwise. No, I don't no, care no, what he says. He's being humble. Evan McPherson no, was, a, no, was nothing. No. no. <laughs> he was scrubbing floors at McDonald's. No, 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 yeah. No, no. Yeah. His future was that. He was, if, he, if it, his life worked out, he's going to be the manager at McDonald's. And that was it. <laughs> he couldn't. He couldn't oh, Shane's going for Zool again. Look at him. Like, absolute monster. No, Shane, Shane is a humble guy, and he's willing to help any and everybody. Just get a hold of him. EliteWinningSolutions.com. Get a hold of him. He's on Twitter. He's very personable. If you message him, he will respond. Shoot, we had him on the podcast twice now. No one likes us. It's, it's crazy he's been on here twice. True. Stellar That's guy. True. Let me tell you, he's opened up his home to me even as the, the, the relationship that we have. Well, that was a mistake. That That is <laughs> when that invite was rescinded, sir. He was, he was very Did drunk. I do that? Yeah. Shane, you were very drunk. For me, I hold that to my heart, Shane. I hold that to my heart. Don't do that, Shane. What are you doing? Am I not allowed to your house anymore? Are we not going to drink? Nope. <laughs> nope. Oh, no, yeah, seriously, he's a he's a stellar dude, honestly. And the two times Great being dude. with you know, the first time, it was a it was a hoot and a half. We were going crazy at it. The second time being around, we learned more about the humble and the learning and the process of him. Had some fun on the way, but overall, it's been an absolute great show. Sorry for booting out a little bit, uh, doing with some stuff right now, but uh, I wanted to let you know, Shane, before I hopped off, even let everybody. Uh, know. Somebody somebody said you were uh, you had some stripper calls, like you're gonna have stripper to. Calls, yes, Shane, Shane did you know he was a stripper? Three <laughs> nights only. Wait, what? <laughs> Travis was a stripper. Oh, right. how, stripper. About this, how about this, Shane? Next time you come on, uh, Bengals and Brews, we'll have his a name was Big Red. I figured it out finally. I thought it was Send cinnamon buns. Yeah, cinnamon buns would have been so much better. Shane, oh, it's been an honor having you on again, man, and I can't wait to talk to you next time. <laughs> Just gonna uh, right I'm going to get out, guys. Uh, does, you guys does, your pole, does your pole spin or is it fixed? Does it have ball bearings in it? I didn't I didn't get on a pole. I just went on the chairs where the women were. Oh, okay. All right, I'm out of here. I have a see pole. Travis. Hey, I feel, like, I feel like before you wrap things up, though, dude, we should thank Shane and celebrate with him. I think you all hit 500 subscribers. That's what Derek oh, really? was just saying. That's no, a big he, no, 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 no. I thought he said 500 y'alls get oh. a jersey giveaway. But weren't yeah. you only six away? I bet you got it. Hold on, and then we got we to gotta thank Shane. I mean, we are literally trying to buy a jersey of choice for somebody. They could ask for a custom Shane Graham jersey. We'll buy it for him. That, that seems a little outdated, but... Hey, I was actually thinking of getting hey. one. I got three Clark Harris jerseys, Shane. Okay. <laughs> oh three. my god. Well, all yes. you gotta do is take the take off the four, take off the six, put on a one, put on a seven. 
take off the the H, <laughs> add an, a G and an R. Yeah, do all that spelling. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Minor. It's so close. There, there's the first right. It was basically what? the same Shane. thing. Shane, Shane, you played for the Steelers? I was we on don't, their roster. We don't talk about that. Sean Sweesome got injured. Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah. That's uh, 250 on eBay. I never played. So guess who we played the week I was on their roster? Don't say it. Don't say it. No. The Bengals. Don't. But, but. So I practiced all week as if I was the guy, but Sean Sweesom got hurt like the game before, right? So they mm -hmm. brought me in. I played all during the week. This was 2013, and I think it was week two. I think Sean got hurt in week one. I think in 2013, Pittsburgh played Cincinnati at home the second game of the year. And they signed me during the week, but Sean Sweesome got hurt week one. But by Friday, I had like a really good week of practice. And he was like, all right, I'm not like he was just a very competitive person. I would have been the same way. He said, you know what? I'm going to suck it up and I'm going to play for the game. So in pregame warm up, I'm kicking. I'm talking to Darren before the game. I'm talking to Marvin before the game. And, uh, during like the cutoff time that they say you're active or inactive, uh, Sean was like, I'm going to be okay. Well, you know, he took a tour all and all this kind of stuff, whatever. And I didn't end up playing in that game, but I was on the sideline for that, for that game and thought I was going to play. And I uh, Cincinnati may have lost that game. I don't know. Let's just let's Shane, just don't you do that to <laughs> us. Why are you doing this? To that us? actually happened twice to me. Frosty said one of his favorite memories was beating Cincinnati when he was on Arizona. Like, no, you know what, though? That happened twice to me. It happened at Baltimore and it happened with Pittsburgh because I was with Baltimore when Billy Cundiff got hurt and I played a little bit. Then, like, right before the game, he's like, I can play. So I missed ending up playing against uh, the Bengals at home. I never played for another team in Paul Brown Stadium. She she going to kill you, Matt. <laughs> I didn't want to interrupt you, but <laughs> go ahead. So, so if you're looking for your Steelers jersey, it, it's on eBay for two fifty. Okay, well, I, I Ew, wore no. it, so I don't need it. <laughs> so that's not part of the ones on the wall? No, it's not. 44. Derek, I think 44. There is no... Uh... I'm in reverse here. So, no. There's no uh, Steelers jersey up there. Good man. Good. Don't buy that one. It's a, it's, Tyler, you should never brought that up. I was just looking for a Shane Green yeah, Bengals Tyler. jersey. That was the first so one have, that came up. I have my high school helmet, my Buffalo, Carolina, Cincinnati... New York for one game, Patriots, Dolphins, Ravens, Texans, Saints, Atlanta Falcons, and then I've got uh, I've got my high school jersey actually being framed at this very moment in Cincinnati with 
heirloom framing, one of the most. Yeah, I think we talked about this there. last time yeah. you were on. And they're they're framing my college jersey that's going to go yeah. down there as well. Nice. Pro Bowl jersey, nice. though. What about oh, the Pro oh. Bowl jersey? Pro Bowl Did you get it back? Pro Bowl jerseys going on that wall okay. underneath of the, the, the helmets that I coached for. So when hey. we have Clark on for the third time, or not Clark, when we have Shane on for the third time, now I'm drunk, shit. When we have Shane what? on for the third time, he's going to have his Pro Bowl jersey and nothing else. He's not going to have all this other stuff, just his Pro Bowl jersey. Yeah, so he can put, match Clark. I'll put the so you can match right Clark. Here. I'll put the camera right here, and I'll point it yeah. that way. That's all so Clark has in his room. That's all Clark has in his entire room. It's just his <laughs> Pro Bowl jersey, and it's like, damn, bro. You love you some you. No, 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 no. You got to understand, like, for even for Clark, like, when he first got started – it didn't happen easy for him. No, no. So so you have to be proud of what it took to get you there. So it's yeah. not about narcissism. For no, I, no, we, Shane, we know, man. Come okay. on, man. Okay. Way to go, we're, Dale. We're, we're never serious at all. And trust me, like, Clark was so, so such a fun guest. Like, I'm just saying I got his back either way. Yeah. Hey, if you want to come on Saturday, I'll send you the link. Is this like Saturday, Saturday, Saturday? Yeah, he's coming on. <laughs> you know how you came on right after him the last time? He's coming on right after you hey. this time. Okay. I think that's, that's a weird thing going on between you two. D DM me if uh, – just DM me when it's going on. I don't know. I may be in the middle of doing some other stuff. I know some of you guys have DM me. And I've literally been like on the beach, or yeah. And he's like, "If it ain't Dell, I ain't answering." That's well, I'm why I'm saying, Shane Graham saying we do, we do that on purpose, Shane. We wait and look at your Instagram story, see when you're on vacation. Okay, I'm just. I, I remember you messaging me one time, like, "Hey, you should log on. We're all on here." And I, yeah, a couple of you guys have, and I'm like, "Shit, I'm like in the middle of a cookout, and I'm in the middle of something." But I'm still waiting to be invited to an actual cookout. You know, I mean, I'm. In Grand Rapids, Michigan. So it is what it is. But what do you what want? Saying, Eric? What, what do I'm you want? What I'm saying is, at least let me know. And if I can, like, step out and, you know, if you want to get, like, Blair Wish Project drunk, like, looking at the phone, like, moving around or something. We want to see your nostrils. Yes. Yeah. Well, all I'm going to say, Shane, is, uh, you know, T. Higgins' dad was, was <laughs> at a cookout and stopped to say hello to us. Just saying. Yeah, that is true. That did happen. We're kind of big time here at Bengals of Bruce now. <laughs> yeah. You, would, you wouldn't start, know it by looking at us. <laughs> I I give full credit to Clark Harris and Shane Graham, though. Constantly. Oh, absolutely. I, I, the I, only two people that respond to us. Good dudes. I mean, there's so much to say I'm, about that. I'm a little bit worried. Like, do you have a Ouija board in front of you right now? <laughs> <laughs> He's like Miss Cleo right now. He's gonna read our fortune. No, he's, he's, getting, ready, he's getting ready to start his next podcast, which is Bangles and Ouija. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say I don't know if this can happen or not, but if we can Miss get Cleo. like forty subscribers within the next, you know, twenty minutes or so, it'd be awesome. Derek, how drunk did you get while you were putting your kids to bed? I mean, 
they're asleep. This one's asleep on my lap right now. Declan's in his bed. Did you just take the whole bottle? You like, I just, I'm <laughs> no. I'm still working. I'm still working on that bottle. This guy. This guy. <laughs> it's Bert. Listen, Uh-oh. I can't be Shane Graham and just freaking taking shit to the face the way he is, you know, but. Yeah, but you have before. That's why I love you so much. That's why I'm your co-host. <laughs> you have to be careful with your words around Dale. Yeah. Mm. Who's got a cat? My cat says hello. Okay, I was going to say, I have several, but that is not me. I'm in the garage. <laughs> yeah. did, you my, did you see my dog on here earlier? That's yes, my pussy. Not- just oh, yeah. Can we see him one more time, though? I saw that he has an Instagram account. Toby. The dog. Oh, yeah, does he, he does. really? The yeah, dog the has dog. an Instagram account. Kane's dog has an Instagram. Toby, are we are we serious right now? It's like a suggested uh, follow for me. Did you say Zane's dog? <laughs> that is that is phenomenal. That Shane. is phenomenal. <laughs> I I don't care what anybody says. Cincy shirts. We need a Shane Graham's dog. Instagram T-shirt there right is. now. Yeah, there's the man. Look at yeah. it. Tell us where we can find him on Instagram. <laughs> Toby Todd the Yorkie Palm. Oh, oh yes. Oh, Toby I love Todd it. the I love it. Toby Todd the Yorkie Palm shirt. Clip this, Tyler. Yeah, clip it and at Cincy shirts. He's the Dale, you're the clip ever. You know, Derek, sometimes I don't want to do all the work for the show. You well, know? listen, you're so hey, good. Travis is back. Hey, tell me the time. Was it 21 or two hours and 20 minutes in? I will clip that shit. <laughs> Travis is like, I thought you guys were getting off here 20 minutes ago, you idiots. Nice. Dude, I joined, nice in, I joined in real quick because I was like, I don't want to be disrespectful and not say bye. I've had a great time with Shane and everything else. and Everybody else has been involved. And then I go off. I get off my phone call and I look up. I go on the streamyard and I still see this thing's live. And I'm like, "Oh, that thing's lagging. There's no way it's still live." So I click it and I hear I am five. And Shane's just petting his dog again. And I'm like, "Oh, we're going downhill." All right, let's go. <laughs> go All right, let, 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 let's get off here. Let's do it again sometime. You're right. Yep. He yep. he's actually in the process of. Uh, he was half asleep because he was laying by the door because my wife went to meet her cousins at a. At a local watering hole, so he's uh, he gets depressed when she leaves. That that is exactly how my dogs are. There's Same. one that's like that with the wife, and there's one that's like that with my youngest daughter. Yeah, yeah. That, that's why my cat's been my wife's been in Vegas all week. So my cat is like, you know what? I guess I like you for the for the well, time. Well, being. Derek, that's the first pussy you've got in about in three while. months. So congratulations! <laughs> Proud of you. Hey. Take what you can get, dude. <laughs> I'll take what I can get. Yep. <laughs> Shane, okay. but Shane, oh, y'all killed Shane. <laughs> Shane, Shane, thank you so much for coming on with us. You know, we oh, really I, appreciate. I it. Had a blast. Had a blast. We will. We will Where definitely link up are again. Are you, on, are you on a rocking chair, Derek? What yes, I'm thing? rocking my daughter. My daughter is trying to sleep, and I'm talking too loud. Obviously. Where you going, bud? I'm trying to be a good father, all right? What is that? Then why didn't you get back on the podcast? <laughs> I kicked him. He's gone. Forget him. What is 
Please, Holy shit. All right, I'm going to roll out, but I'll be in the background. Travis, give us a nice outro. He didn't even finish his sentence. All right. Um, Everybody, thank you guys for joining in. It's been a great fucking night with Shane Graham. Round of applause for Shane Graham again because he's a fucking star. Everybody loves him. Thanks for coming on a second time. Bengals wet. Tyler, we love you guys so much. Thanks for joining on with us. And everybody, subscribe to us on YouTube. If you're watching us on other platforms, please go on to YouTube. Subscribe onto there. Put your comments in there. That will get top-notch feed. You'll be able to throw it on here like the rest of the comments. Buy some Brimming Horn because, you know, it's the best damn thing you can drink, especially right before a game on Sunday morning. And everybody, we'll catch you guys on Saturday with Clark Harris. Bye. Who day? Who day? Who day? Who day? Dale, go ahead.